What is up, Vikings, Scarabs, Assassins and Gamers, and welcome to the Walshy Founded Scarab Gaming Experience. <laughs> How are you doing, Joe? Oh, fuck's sake. I thought I thought this was going to be the week where you, where you stopped doing that intro, but alas. It's not, and it's, it's also the first week where we finally use our proper name that we should have gone with. Oh, yeah, the, the Walshy Founded Scarab Gaming Experience. I think... Any of those uh, automatically generated podcast names would have worked, but we landed on the Eagles call, and everyone right now is hearing that call. Patreon list. Oh yeah. wait, never mind. Not yet. How are you doing, Jack? Just... <laughs> I'm. I'm alright, mate. It's a bit boiling over here, but I'm okay. I'm, yeah, I'm after the massive nutty explosion. Of topic. Oh, just, don't even. You just it's a tragedy, mate. Well, it's no one died, so I don't feel bad joking about it. Yeah, but fourteen people were injured, and like yeah, but also they'll get money. They can sue the whoever fucking blew it up, and they'll be they'll be fine. <clears throat> yeah, they might not have their legs, and they might have have, have like a, a permanent two fucking what's the what the fuck's his name? Well, now I'm slightly yeah, it is two face. <coughs> I yeah, a brummy right, two face anyway. that would be gorgeous. Looks <laughs> like how right, you doing, Jack? I'm alright, mate. We've we're off to a great start already. Oh, well, of, as always. Just get it all out the way. <laughs> you, we were on that. Just everything. Well. We That's were. That, that was, was mental. That was a bit surreal, wasn't it? Uh, just appearing on the Kill Con- the Kill Connor Club. Um, yeah, it was pretty epic. Yeah, that was insane. I'm assuming and, uh, that it's everyone has it's brought now. wide Walshy as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, wide Walshy and thing. staring into your soul, Scarab. The uh, <laughs> The dynamic duo. Because nothing, nothing could ever just be perfect with that. No, like, no, something had to, something had to go off. Um, but at least, yeah. at, at least, I didn't make any jokes about you know national tragedies. So, well, you, you've already done one today because yeah, but this any, is, this any is, minor tragedy in Birmingham is a national tragedy. <laughs> but this is the podcast next door. We don't, we don't hold back. We don't filter ourselves here. You know, we were on a professional, professional as always podcast, which is significantly less successful than ours, of course. So, yeah, right. Nah, that, it, let's it, it, let's it, talk about that a bit. Yeah, it was that very, was mental. It was very sick. Um, really cool to be on. I mean, obviously, we've been watching those guys for years upon years and listening to that podcast. So, um, yeah, you know, just making an appearance and, um, well, exposing myself. For not having a PS4, and also thinking that Spider-Man PS4 is overrated, uh, which it is. Well, yeah, it, it, but everyone thinks overrated means bad, which is why everyone's gonna hate my next video. Oh, do you wanna do you wanna do a, a little tease for that, maybe? I could I could do a little tease. Um, I don't know exactly how because I can't think of any any quotes from Black Flag. Black Flag's a bit overrated, isn't I it? Can, Black Flag's a bit I overrated, and one. that's the video. And y'all are going to watch no, it. No, Joe, I can think gonna... of one, and it's Go the ahead. best quote of all time. Go ahead. We don't just sit there like a barrel of <laughs> fish. We're celebrating my retirement. <laughs> there Perfect. you go. That's Be- beautiful. I've just spoiled the old video, if you're trying to. Beautiful. Anyone who's got a lot of mysticism. But today, we will not be talking about Black Flag. We will be talking about Assassin's Creed Brotherhood as we continue traveling back through the Assassin's Creed games before Valhalla. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is a game that you're in the midst of replaying right now, is that right? 
yeah, well, I've had to do a second replay on account with PS4, account of that console being a shit system. So, I got to, like, I'd recruited Claudia and Bartolomeo, and I was just getting LaVolpe, and I thought, fuck it, I'll just do it again on my Xbox. And so, I'm replaying it again, and I'm having a phenomenal time. Brotherhood, we've spoken about this a few times, how Brotherhood and AC2 are the two, like, untouchable... Like, not yeah. untouchable, but they're the two games that feel like it would be very tough to move. Whereas, with, like, three, which would be, like, you know, maybe Revelations, or maybe yeah. Black Flat and that. But, like, that's something that's really hard to move. But, like, Brotherhood and two are two games I would consider to be tens. And yeah, there's a massive yeah, gap. Great. There's a massive gap between them and then the, the rest of the games. Um, yeah, and between two and Brotherhood, it's it's almost interchangeable because they're both just phenomenal. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about Brotherhood is just the sheer like the fact that they made it in nine months, like the sheer amount of content mm. they put in that game in nine months is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I know. There's there's so much. You've got the truth, Leonardo missions, the Copernicus conspiracy, the Christina missions, all the Brotherhood stuff contracts like additional modern day stuff Tombs of on top of like a huge main story yeah renovating rome like borgia towers there is so and it's not just tons of side content it's all good yeah like, it's, at, a, at a baseline level yeah it's all unique and you know just varied and has so much different um like the t- even the templar missions as well they're not just like basic assassination contracts they have many many stories and it is ridiculous mm. that they did that in nine months. You know, flashing out Christina and everything. I think the side content mm. in that game is um, far and away the peak, like the the best parts of it. Oh, uh, yeah. that That's like, to me, because even though 2 is my favourite and that and Brotherhood are so close, yeah. I think the one thing Brotherhood easily does miles away better than 2, as much as I do like what's there in 2, it is the side content. It is amazing. Like, the series hasn't come close to that. Yeah, but, um, it, it's it's ridiculous. Mm. Story wise, though, like Brotherhood still has a lot of a uh, a lot of merit to his name. I mean, oh it's yeah, cool. A shame that so many of the the supporting characters couldn't come back. Obviously, we spoke spoke about it last time. Rose's um, voice actor tragically died before Brotherhood came out. But um, even the characters that do return from Assassin's Creed Two. They're still like at their peak, and they have new arcs. You know, Lavolpe versus um, Machiavelli. Everything. It's, yeah, it's all just built on, fleshed out more. Like Ezio's character as well, it just continues that growth um, into uh, the mentor. Yeah, and so does Claudia as well. It's like a side thing. It's yeah, all the, the it continues having like a great side cast. That was something that um, like games written by like. Did Corey write... I think Jeffrey O'Harlem did most of Brotherhood, didn't he? Yeah, the, uh, I'll double-check that, but I think yeah, so. Yeah, but um, no, it's another game that's got just a great side cast, and like two, Brotherhood and four are the three games that have like phenomenal side casts. And um, it's... Because they've all got something going on as well. Like, none of them are just like tools. Yeah. And... Like, Bartolomeo's got a wife now, and, um... Because, as well, he goes in, and Bartolomeo's like, come meet my wife. And Ezio's like, oh, you, you kept a hold of Bianca or some yeah. shit. <laughs> it's a bit of a... 
funny bit. And like the graphical upgrade as well. Oh, it's that gorgeous. That was insane. It's gorgeous. Playing it on like... Cause it is underrated because, I mean, in many ways, Assassin's Creed 2 graphically kind of looks like shit. But like, not shit. It holds up, but it's not... Like, Brotherhood smoothed everything out. It makes every character model mm. just appear more... Just cleaner. The lighting's better. It's... Uh, yeah, lighting especially. Yeah, and the way the lighting and the atmosphere of the world... I mean, you recently made a video on the atmosphere. But, like, the world grows yeah. along with Ezio. Like, when you first enter mm. Rome, it's... Well, when you first enter Monteregione at the start, it's um, it's so bright and colourful and, you know, yeah. everything's renovated. and it's. But then, as it collapses and you go back to Rome, you see a city worn down by oppression, by tyranny, by poverty, and it's... Um, and then as time goes on, you rebuild it so it becomes the the wonderful city that it once was. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the Monteregioni set piece at the start is one of the best because it's they needed something to pull you, like, back down to Earth, sort of because, like, by the end of AC2, Ezio's, like, he's really accomplished. He's at, like, his peak, basically. They've got a brotherhood are all united. They've got this base. And, like... It seems like they have sort of not a fair chance but like they don't seem fucked as they do later on yeah. and then like when you go back and you it strips away everything you have it takes away the armor of Altier, Monteregioni which you spend like ages working on all your money your tools like Mario and it's the best way of just fucking punching you down and like then throwing you in and saying right you have to build everything back up now. Yeah. And that's what makes the progression so satisfying because otherwise you'd be going from like being fairly established and having all this shit to then like I, I don't know how to word it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the the beginning the beginning of all of the games I think really um like at that time really embodied what the game was about. You know, the start of Assassin's Creed 2, you spend the first section getting to know Etio's family, and then the mm. point of that game is, you know, his family and his new family that he goes by the end of the game. With Brotherhood, mm. the early sections are similar, but instead of helping your family, you're helping the people. You're helping the people of Monte Monteregione. Yeah. And that carries over to Rome when you, you know, you begin the brotherhood and you start liberating those who are oppressed. You help the people. You save the people from Cesare, who is an amazing villain. Who's He's a villain yes. very... He's dissimilar to Rodrigo in the way Rodrigo was calculated, planned everything out. Cesare's more on the insane side, but he works just as well. And it really shows a contrast between the two that I think worked perfectly as a as a continuation. And it's not just a repeat of what we saw before. Yeah, because, like, that that contrast you brought up, like, why I think Cesare works so well... I think Cesare wouldn't work as well if he was a villain for, say, Connor yeah. or Bayek. But because it's, like, there's a trailer for Brotherhood where he's, like, you know, he's there's some voiceover about how, like, if there was ever a man as charismatic as me or who yeah. could raise armies, and it's, like, describing things that like match it with him and Ezio they'd like yeah. I'd want to meet that man and there's sort of like not a mutual respect but like 
No, I think Cesare like writes him as an opponent. Yeah, know? because they are like similar in many ways. You know, they're brought up noble, um, mm. but Ezio's father died, whereas Cesare's father became pope, and uh, you see how the different life paths transform. I mean, imagine if you know Cesare fucks his sister. Imagine in the first game if you just shag uh, Claudia. That'd be a bit awkward, I think. Oh, I fucking wish. Uh, right. <laughs> Isn't she like right. Jack? I'm pretty sure she's underage in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, she's 15, too. isn't she? Um, um, well, yeah, right. Let's let's uh, swiftly <laughs> the Brotherhood. System. How many things have we said that could get us cancelled in this podcast? So well, far? technically, I it's didn't. Too many. Technically, technically, that was just you. Um, so no, you've said some things. You've said some things. <laughs> the only things I've said that could get me cancelled is that Black Flag's overrated. Um, no, there was something last time <laughs> that you know, and I'm not going to bring up, but yeah. <laughs> let's just get, anyway, Claudia's character model is the same when she's like 40. Yeah, Doesn't but matter. she's also anyway. a much better and more fleshed out character in, in Brotherhood, which is always lovely to see. You know, she really takes on the the reins of even, you know, she takes on the reins of um a business instead of just being that she was kind of the worst side character in Assassin's Creed 2. I'd say. Yeah, her and, and Maria. Yeah, and I think that sort of makes sense because Ezio doesn't like visit, and he he's not meant to have like this really strong relationship. And they do yeah. touch on that at the start of the game when he's talking to the woman with the flowers. Yeah. And for Claudia, where she goes, totally makes sense. And as she's brought like closer to the forefront, it's a shame we never fully got to see where that went in a mainline game, but. Um, for revelations, I suppose it was worth it. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, but bro- yeah, Brotherhood just built on everything so perfectly. It was the last game that Patrice Desley worked on, and uh, briefly. But the game was basically finished by the time he uh, he left slash got fired. Um, we, yeah, it's similar which to I'm sure uh, we'll never another. Know. Yeah, the time he left. Yeah, in proportion to when the game release was similar to another. Yeah, director, I mean, I think the be I, I think this, he makes good games. I think <laughs> shut so. the fuck. I think the scenario was uh, slightly different, just just a little bit different. But, um, you know, th- this was the last game that he worked on, and obviously he knew what he was fucking doing, and that's why after this the game started going downhill. Um, yeah, and fucking Eve is just like that whole thing of like you need to join your DNA is just sort of left because like oh, I would have loved to see what his plan was because the modern day in, in Revelations the modern day is good because probably because it's yeah. Derby yeah. but then in 3 even though it's Corey it's, it's Corey under fucking Alex Hutchinson and it's not quite and it's not quite the same but even that though like in 3 it's weird because Corey writes Haytham and Haytham's brilliant Yeah. so it's not like he couldn't write under Alex Hutchinson. No, it was just that he, wrote, he wasn't given the uh, he wasn't given the tools and the I think to to properly write the um because I feel like what he had written for three in the modern day at least was decent, but it wasn't mm. given a full chance to shine. You know, um, other than writing yeah. Desmond out, but I think he wasn't really given a choice there. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, since we are talking about the modern day. Yeah. I think Brotherhood has the best in the series. Oh, I, absolutely. That's without a doubt uh, mm. for me. I mean, the just... It's... 
it's hard to put into words but the way that they in such a small span of time you see the relationships grow i mean now you can leave the animus so you can you know interact with with uh the gang and the relationships grow and you see more into the truth i mean the way you see so there's been so many different like theories as to uh who the subject 16 model is at the end i mean i know tyler from as always if you haven't seen the most recent episode of as always featuring me and jack go check it out but tyler made a video a few years ago (laughs) me uh tyler made a video a few years ago questioning whether the subject 16 you see in the truth of brotherhood is actually desmond in the gray from the future which i mean the lower the lower is fucked now but the way it left open so many different possibilities for stuff and then the introduction of juno is it's just all so spot on and leaves but uh so much thing is joe yeah we'll never know because I remember when that was a fun thing to do, theorising about Assassin's Creed and how yeah, Desmond was still alive game. and who Bishop is. <laughs> and it's nothing's connected. They're all just... It's a fucking anthology. Yeah, it is. We can't have that anymore. But also, at the time, the way it left so much open for question was uh, fantastic. And then... The way... Uh, Ezio building up his army in Rome. It's just, it's just all... It's all so well done. And I can't wrap my head around how such a great game can be made in such a short span of time. Um, oh no, it's it's amazing. It's I, I think it is just like Patrice because any other creative director, well, like Revelations did it as well, and that wasn't Patrice. No. But like, it's but Revelations isn't as good though. But like, no. Brotherhood is a phenomenal game. Yeah. When it really shouldn't have been exactly what i want to know about is your opinions on the combat because this is a love or hate it type of thing yeah so i'm i struggle with the combat in brotherhood not struggle as in it's hard because it's ridiculously (laughs) yeah he's just a shit guy um no like it's i'm not the big i don't like kill chains and i don't like right it it's significantly more easy than than two was i mean two's not exactly the the height of combat i mean none of these games have great combat but i agree i think it was somewhat of a downgrade um having having kill chains but at the same time whenever i play brotherhood i find myself far more inclined to use stealth and i think a lot there's a lot more opportunities for it like when you break into the castello I feel like yeah, that's a mission optimized for stealth, not to get into a bunch of a uh, bunch of fights. And I feel like that translates to most. I, I feel like of all the the good Assassin's Creed games, you know what I mean, like the first yeah. four and then Black Flag. This yeah, game, yeah. the Borgia Towers as well. Yeah, it's a little like siege almost. Yeah, but I, f- I feel Brotherhood was the best in the way of pushing stealth and actually creating missions that. Uh, you could utilize stealth in. Um, I know you, it's your favorite combat system, isn't it? Yeah, it's like okay. My two favorites are this and Unity. Unity is more as like I love it just as a general combat system. Right. And Brotherhood is like the thing with Brotherhood is it's you're fast and you're quick and you're lethal like an assassin, but you don't feel 
light and vulnerable like one should. Right, I okay. think it should be like if you work your way up through a chain, that yeah. you should be really on edge because like if you get knocked off balance or if someone grabs you, you think your foot like your health bar should be tiny. Because yeah. I think I heard Leo K describe it as like his combat system he would want is where you're basically a glass cannon. Right. Which okay. is like I agree with that. I, I'd yeah. love to have the efficiency of an assassin, but like the appeal of being an assassin isn't being like a brute and having yeah. like that thick steel skin. So you know, I think it's... I think that's the perfect way to put it. Like, I feel like because you have the opportunity to you know just one hit enemies um, mm. in combat chains. Yeah, I do feel like the damage you put out should also be able to done to be done to you. So yeah. I think if I was to criticize Brotherhood for any any feature, it'd probably be not even the combat system itself. Maybe more so the amount of health you can get because it is very fucking hard to get dis- desynchronized in uh in Brotherhood in comparison yeah. to one to Unity. Um, you know. Yeah, I think there should be more guards as well because when there's like guards walking about in groups of fours. You can have them laid out in like ten seconds, and yeah. less than that without even really trying. So, like, if there was like ten guards walking about yeah. and they didn't wait around for you, and you have to constantly be on your feet, but you still have that efficiency, yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, I, I think the system's great for that four guard section, but when you come up against multiple, when you come up against like more than like four or five, it starts to feel a little ridiculous, you know. Um, mm. But I feel like every other system was was perfectly upgraded um, in every mm. way, and it, it, it's just like even the bro- the Brotherhood system was it had so much potential to be built on, and it just wasn't. Yeah. You know, like there are flaws with it. I feel like it's m- maybe not as um, in deep as it could be. I quite enjoy the micromanagement yeah. of it, but it's not that deep of a system. But just the idea of, of liberating these people from oppression and then having them join you by your side. Because it really is, by the end of the game, it's really a, a civil war within the city between the Assassins and Templars. I mean, that's what the mm. trailer is uh, is indicating, and, and I think it works perfectly. Um, yeah, it does. That was Assassin Recruits was like, that's another thing where it feels very much like a natural progression where you expand the assassin's the assassin blood as a mentor yeah and everything feels like it doesn't feel like as i said it brings you back to earth like the start of the game but it doesn't feel like you're as inexperienced as you were in two because yeah as Ezio ages he gets much more efficient and like games take place over less time because he knows what he's doing yeah and so here it feels like Ezio would be able to do that and it makes sense for him to do that whereas with two it takes him like 20 years just to finally you exactly, know, kill yeah. or not kill rodrigo no yeah I, I, absolutely i do feel like it, it makes obviously they also had to link up the time time frames so that they're historically accurate but no i'd mm. agree and i think leonardo as well is a great addition addition to this game um the leonardo dlc like the way it flashes out their friendship because when mm. you compare it to something like Edward and Adewale, 
It's so much yeah. more flesh. It feels like they're genuinely friends as opposed to just they know each other and they've, you know, they happen to work together. Um, yeah, you, it could feel a bit like without a while, like at times where it felt a bit passive aggressive towards Edward. Yeah, al- al- almost like, like that. Yeah. You know, I, I do love that DLC, and it's I all the side content in Brotherhood <laughs> yeah. is like that's a game where. RPGs, not generally, but RPGs Ubisoft make are so inflated with just content. Where it's like, yeah. throw things in here, throw things in here, and you can have a big game with lots of things in it without everything being dull. Like exactly. that's how people excuse a lot of Origins and Odyssey's issues. As is I say, well, you know, all these bandit camps again and again, all these side quests. It's because it's an RPG, and here you have this game that's a more linear open world experience and it does it ten times better it was made in a third of the time because it's much more creative yeah and it's that's a general issue with the newer games no I, yeah I completely agree like all all the content in this game is I mean if you look at the Leonardo missions for example yeah. they built like the tank mechanic the machine gun mechanic for a single mission obviously bringing back like the boat mechanic as well like they build yeah, added the parachute as well that was yeah. a really cool addition like they build these these entirely new gameplay systems but then they don't they don't drive them into the ground like games like Origins would they just they use them yeah. sparingly so it really feels like a unique experience so it feels like oh this is sick this is this is fantastic yeah exactly um, it's nothing ever loses its charm really and it's yeah those the set pieces in this and Revelations are the best in the series. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Without like, doubt, there I mean, was um, I I found something out the other day um with you know the Romulus letters. There's that one where you chase that priest. That is that might be the best mission in the series for me. Like my not the best, but my favorite Shit. mission in the series. Yeah, because I was I had that in my top five set pieces video because it's my favorite like Romulus mission and I love it so much but like there's something I found out the other day which is insane someone commented on that video something like um, oh it's a shame you didn't get like the secret cutscene when you killed him and I was like oh what's that and I looked it up and you know when you fight him at the end yeah yeah. like at the top of the church and the rain's dipping down if you grab him and throw him off the ledge he'll grab on and Ezio like grab him by the necklace now yeah. grab him by the hand and he'll be like thank you for saving me and then Ezio just grabs the necklace swipes it from him he falls and he dies this secret cutscene so after playing that mission so many times it's yeah. tiny details of that that are fucking insane yeah exactly it's, it's mental so, it's it's so ref- refined it's polished and refined um it, it and like they could have so easily not added that like how many people if you had to like attribute a percentage of that would have seen that what like 10% of people who played that mission or less exactly it's especially for the the time they had they they just yeah. took the leisure of adding tiny things like that that are just I didn't know were in the game after playing it a ridiculous amount of time it's, it's mental I feel like it's always the games that have those details that coincidentally happen to also be some of the best games like Red Dead 2 for example um, mm. like if a developer puts that much 
attention into their small details, then they've clearly got a generally great game. Like that, that's usually the case. It seems. Um, yeah, because it, it, cause it shows it just, care, doesn't it, exactly. it? It's like every every corner of this game, if if they're willing to, you know, put all these tiny details in, it shows they they want every corner of this game, no matter how you know hidden it is, you know, no matter how unlikely it is you'll find it, they want it to be great, and that is yeah, I I really admire that about the things Patrice made. Yeah, it is really it's it's insane. Going back to the writing real quick. It's um I I didn't really think about it until recently, but it is the like the fundamental hero story. It's going from 2 where he was like you know, he was cocky at the start, he became humbled and he became an assassin. This one just He's ca- a Mary Sue basically. <laughs> but no, it carries on perfectly the hero story growing because at the start of the game, he has a bit of, like... His ego's kind of boosted back up a little bit, you know? After he's he thinks he's succeeded. And then it takes him back down to Earth, and he has to learn how to be a leader. And learn how to lead his people. Like, it's just the perfect the perfect implementation of, like, a fundamental hero story. And that's mm. why he's so loved. Because some people think it's just, like, oh, he's he gets tons of bitches. Yeah. He's such a cool guy, isn't it? It's like, no, it's because he's a perfectly written archetypal hero that just transfers so perfectly. And he would, he transfers to any medium. That's why the Oliver Bowden books from that time are still great. Because mm. fundamentally, Etio as a character, um, especially in Brotherhood, in my opinion, uh, is magnificent. And some people complain like he becomes a deity in this game. Like... You know, he's what? just he like p- people are like, oh, he's t- like Jesus. People just start treating him oh, like Jesus. So fucking oh, because there's that, and it's like there's that scene where he, yeah, yeah, it's it, that's not what fucking that's not what anyone's trying to do. Yeah, he does still, he's still not perfect. Exactly, like, exactly. It's like he, that's how you be a leader. You can never be perfect, but you have to try and um. As a leader, you have to exude that ability, capability. Yeah, um, like if you consider as well, the start of the game is the direct consequence of yeah. perhaps his biggest mistake. Yeah. Because they never present him killing Rodrigo as like the right thing. It's the right thing for him. Yeah, but it's not but the right never, thing like, overall, yeah. No, it's not. And it's Machiavelli, he has a conversation with where Ezio's like listen someone else is just going to come and take his place and Machiavelli they said because like I read into Machiavelli a bit and I love I love him in this game because he's so much like he was in real life where he's just a massive fucking pessimist Yeah, and it's like you know when Ezio says like because they, they're opposites in a sense where Ezio believes in the people and the people are fundamentally good, good yeah. and can be good like his speech in Bonfire of the Vanities but um, Machiavelli is like every man given the power will act on their worst instincts yeah. like there's that scene when um, Ezio wants to like raise an army and uh, Ezio gets robbed and he's like oh yeah <laughs> one of your mates that yeah it's uh, no but like the implementation of historical characters great 
like it's been shit in certain games, but yeah, it's really good in yeah in Blood. for sure. I, th- I think Machiavelli and the Volpe story as well, um, with Ezio in the middle of it, it's it's yeah, r- it's really well done. I mean Machiavelli as an op- like as a as an opposite, but also Ezio's right hand man, um, kind of balances out the how the, how the player feels about what you're doing, you know. Yeah, it's good there's some sort of, not conflict, but like opposition to Ezio's ideas. Ex- yeah. Because otherwise, it, it would be like less interesting if it was just him yeah. doing everything he wanted to do. And also, but, Machiavelli's um, just a much better character than in AC2 when he's just kind of there for like five yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was sort of, but like I think Patrice knew what he wanted to do or what he could do yeah, if he was given a sequel so I think that's you know why he was there but like yeah Brotherhood is Rome is oh actually um, did you know Assassin's Creed Brotherhood uh, has a Valhalla Easter egg in it Joe oh my days oh yeah the the game from 10 years ago has a has a uh, an Easter egg from, from the game coming out in 2020 well, no, but it does because there is an email uh, where Sean says he has Viking heritage. Ah. So maybe that's why there's male Eivor because... Of course, yeah, that's what it is. Female Eivor is Layla. My <laughs> one's Sean. As if I was so fucking of genetics course. work. Of course, no, yeah, that's... As if all your ancestors have to be what the if, same gender what as if you. Layla, what if Layla Hassan and Sean Hastings are actually long-lost siblings? What if Layla Hassan shot herself? Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, she's gonna be really good. She's definitely gonna be really good. Definitely. Darby said that, which is really, because like Darby, I think we we love Darby. Yeah. Darby can do anything. He can. But he said he will make Layla likable, which is a bold claim. Uh, but like, I see, if there's a man to do it, it is him. I see where he's coming from, because like by the end of Odyssey, he's like Layla's borderline evil. You know. Um, they never present it as that. It's re- like she should be, but it's always just like, oh, she's but- she fucking killed a mate. <laughs> and, you know, she just stabbed Ottoberg in the fucking spine. <laughs> you know, no. hashtag just lame of things. <laughs> but I, I feel like at the start of this game, she's going to be like kind of falling down a pit of that. And then is gonna we're, we're going to see a genuine arc and story told about Layla instead of just some random fucking event that happened in her life. Um... So yeah, I kind of trust Darby uh, with this. Like I think he's gonna write it well, but I don't know how you save a character that's been so bad up to this point and has no like I I can't name a single character trait of Layla. Uh, she's a, she's a, she's a daredevil. Yeah, she doesn't like Abstergo. And she she likes uh, Egypt. She's interested in Egypt. She's curious. What a, oh man, what a, fucking what a, as well. What we've heard from people who have played demos, they can't show any of it. But Layla is supposed to look older, like in the thing. Which could you imagine if they just jumped five years ahead, and like we didn't I, have to keep. I might be alright with if they just jump five years ahead, as long as in the next games, they stay at the same point, you know, and they start telling the yeah, story. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, like they did. That'd be sick. One through one through Revelations, one through three takes place in two thousand twelve, and then they started mm. doing the the time jumps for no apparent reason. 
Yeah, and you, you just miss so much shit when you do that. So let's hope it's saying like, I don't know, 2025. Anyway, before we get on to other things, do you want to wrap up AC Brotherhood and our thoughts on the game? Um, uh, that's a good question. Do I? <laughs> um, do you? Only you can answer Well, that. we do know that it's a great game. And looking back on it, I still have it as my favorite Assassin's Creed game of all time. It's in my top three games of all time, which I think it'll stay there. But after I get a PS5 yeah. and play all the play all the exclusives that I missed, you know that that list will probably change. But Brotherhood's always going to be up there for me. It's um magnificent continuation of the story, um, peak of the modern day, uh, arguably the peak of the gameplay. I would say it probably is the peak of the gameplay, like on a whole. Yeah. Um, so yeah. content. It's is just the best it's been. Mission structure. Yep. It, just everything. Yeah, is, Rome's great. Everything's it's so side spot characters on. are great. Yeah. It's. Is there any yeah, any closing statements you'd like to say, my good sir Jack, or should I, I say Wyatt Walshy? Yeah. That's what we now. In your next, um, in the next video that you show your face, you have to be wide at some point in the video. <laughs> It's funny to me though that like generally when when talking to lads from the community, yeah. you're Joe, but I'm always Walshy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because no one wants to say founded Scarab because it's a terrible. Well, it's not a terrible name. It's a bit long. Yes, but a bit I long do. though. We I call Joe the the Scarab in private, <laughs> which some of you may not know. <sighs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, it, Brotherhood, it's, it's quite excellent it's, game. It's because no one knows your name. It's because you don't tell anyone your name. Jack, Jack the uh, Jack the lad, Rashid Adin Sinan, Louis Joseph Gaultier, Chevalier de la Vengerie, Ibn Lahad. What's wrong there with you? Go. I was um, I was born in Kenya, raised as an assassin, and I moved to uh, the Dutch Golden Age in two thousand five. Here we are now. Speaking of assassins, Deadshot is a paid mercenary, and Deadshot is also a member. <laughs> Of the that Suicide Squad. <laughs> that was fucking. Well, you didn't yeah, set me up, um, so I, I had I had to just I had to just uh, get into it. I think it was pretty smooth, personally. I, Su- I appreciate the attempt was there. So the Suicide Squad right. game has been officially announced, kind of. Um, yeah. At least the fact that it's happening has been announced. So this is what Rocksteady have been working on for all this time, uh, for the last five years. A game that's it seems as if it's going to be based off the Suicide Squad versus Justice League comic uh, run, as well as there's I a actually, there's I a, don't even know what that is. Yeah, there's a pretty who's shitty the, movie. Who's in the Suicide Squad in that comic then? Um, I've I've not read the comic and I've not seen the movie. The movie's apparently quite shit. Um, um, hold up, I'll have a I look. I know. I know that Superman's involved because he's on the cover. Yeah, and he's looking quite e- not just like he's not like he's just used X-ray eyes. His eyes look quite evil. Well, maybe not evil. More you've got he's like the villain. So you've maybe? got Harley Quinn, of course. Uh, Killer Croc again. Uh, Deadshot. So it looks like it's going to be similar to the the Suicide Squad in the films. No Boomerang Man. Captain Boomerang, the best. Now the best character is Slipknot, the man who can climb anything. Except the first oh, until time he can't. Except the first time he tries to climb something, he gets his fucking head blown off. It's my favorite part of <laughs> Suicide Squad 2016, the movie, starring hit actor Will Smith and hit actress Margot Robbie. Mine, 
My favourite moment is when they use 90% of the budget on pop songs that never fit. <laughs> oh, my days. I remember watching that film for the first time, and I felt physically ill. In the first 10 minutes, they use almost their entire soundtrack. Like, every single time it changes scene, it changes song, and it fucking pains me so much. Yeah, that Suicide Squad, to me, is just one extended music video. That's what like, it feels like. Because they it butchered does. it. They raped Suicide Squad, the film, by getting the fucking... They got the trailer studio to edit it together. To yeah, like but if ha- we got the air cut, it would be good. Oh, of course, show. yeah. Because the air cut and the, uh, the Snyder cut are going to save everyone from climate change and also are going to stop World War Three from happening and is going to kill coronavirus. <laughs> Guys, there's actually... Um, two minutes of additional footage that would reframe <laughs> the whole movie and the characters wouldn't be shit and the soundtrack would be really good and it would be really nice yeah so and the Joker would be just chance. Joker like it would just bring Heath Ledger back to life and uh yeah he'd just he'd just be the Joker but now the, oh, the Suicide Squad me. game it's um not looking great I'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm yeah cause there's been some rumours haven't there but yeah, I don't know how it's looking like it's gonna be somewhat similar to what the Avengers game is looking like. Uh, a lot of oh, co-op, no. co-op and multiplayer elements. It's yeah, a real James shame. Yeah, that on the podcast. And that's such a waste of Rocksteady as Ex- well. Exactly. I, I said that, yeah, it's, it's... I don't know why anyone would take this magnificent studio that have proven to make amazing single-player character-focused experiences and make them make a fucking co-op fun time suicide squad game so it's um, i'm not too optimistic of it right now but i think the dc event whenever that is it'll be fully announced with a trailer maybe a demo so we'll see i think they said there'll be more info fandom which also uh dean norris hank from breaking bad yeah and giancarlo esposito are going to oh and the rock so i guess black adam has been announced um is like a little no, properly. No. Yeah, but no, Black Adam. Uh, I'd imagine is being announced, and John Cena will be there too because Suic- the Suicide Squad, the uh, the new film coming out in twenty twenty one that no oh, one yeah, cares I f- about. No, I know it's James Gunn and it's got like Peter Capaldi in it, but I just don't really. I think it'll be good, care. but I like I don't see why I, I don't see why DC is so hell bent on making fucking Suicide Squad properties. Like, it's. Mm. <laughs> I, I I just don't fully understand it, but the game itself, obviously, I think it will be okay. Everyone gets mad at me because I think the Avengers game will be shit. It's not gonna be that. It's not gonna be good, guys. It's not. I know I've not played it, but you just you you can look at a game and see if it's gonna be good or not. Um, well, well, Joe, except. Plenty of people have played the beta and said it's really good, and no one would ever shill for Marvel. No, so no, you're never. You're just fucking wrong. Yeah, no one would ever give things good reviews so they could uh, they can get more, yeah, more insider sources. But that has no, never no. plagued any industry ever. Definitely That's not gaming. Not it's happened. never happened in the gaming industry ever before in the eternity of its existence. But yeah, not once. either way, even if it is like kind of a rough setup for a game. You know, fucking Suicide Squad versus yeah. Justice League, MMORPG. 
Rockstead here are a great mm. studio, and I have no doubt that they will probably tell some some great stories within this game. Um, and they'll yeah. probably at like like they did last time. They'll probably nail all the characters uh, like beautifully. So plus we'll be able to see Superman in hopefully a good game, which is it's been a while since that's happened. Yeah, injustice well, games are okay. Injustice, would you say? Injustice three is also being rumored. Um, but oh, also, whoa, that's a fucking big deal. If they're going to have Suicide Squad and Injustice not, Three at one thing, yeah, but not not. I I don't think it's going to be coming in. The, I think it's been rumored to like have just gone into development. Oh right, um, yeah, I think that that might make more sense. Yeah, so it's it, it's it's mm, not getting me too excited. Like I do wish Rocksteady had kept going with their Superman game that was rumored for so long. I wish that hadn't got cancelled. Also, want to see a fucking Batman game? The fucking ah, uh, that's going through development hell. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, that's not. even if it does come out right. If if it comes out within the next year, it's gonna be shit because the development has been all over the place. Um, mm. But it'd be nice to see because you know, fucking Batman's a good character. Yeah. Before we do veer off Suicide Squad, though, yeah, I just want to say, if it actually is a multiplayer MMORPG, we need to play that. That has to be a fun. Oh, time, for sure, so. for sure. I'll ah. I'll be I'll be Harley Quinn wearing uh, my Verizon costume. I'm assuming you're doing that like the oh Avengers game does. Oh my god. Yeah, fucking Verizon. That's like another thing. That's another thing where it just solidifies the Avengers game. It's not a game, but just a product. Yeah, fucking exactly. Verizon. That's all it is. The fact that, yeah, exclusive outfits for Verizon and they just do look like shitty Santa Claus outfits. It's. Yeah, it's, I do. What a disaster, man. Is the open beta up? Oh, it might be up now. As, as of recording this podcast, uh, um, let's we record this the day before, so it might be yeah. Nice. And we totally would record a montage of that, except I need to get a new PC because my PC is from two thousand five. Uh, oh, that's but like, listen, you're going to be able to do far more, far more bits. You, that is very true. I've got the Elgato set up. I just need this fucking 800 pound uh pc that i'm getting custom built because yeah this is a bit of a mess right now i'm not gonna lie yeah but like i saw the stats of it or yeah, the fucking the specs. specs or whatever it is we're both eight-year-old yeah. men and i love it it's great <laughs> well, yeah. i don't fuck all about i saw either. all that yeah it, it seems like you've basically got like the same sort of thing as mine and mine is like way more powerful than I need it to be and it's, yeah. it never like slows up or anything but once you've got that yeah, it'll just it's just quality of life isn't it and you'll have it that'll exactly. do you for years it, exactly it's like it's going to be like a f- three to five year investment as long as these new consoles don't just you know require fucking double the, the RAM then I'd be a bit fucked but then I could probably just upgrade it myself even then I wouldn't have to buy an entirely new one I mean, even then, all you'd need is the HDMI to connect. You wouldn't need, need to actually like, pair it with the, with the PC. True. Anyways. Anyways, that's enough. Oh, yeah. So, my PC's broken. How's your back doing, man? <laughs> Since we need to talk about your back also, every... Yeah, we, we sort of do. Everything's broken because yesterday, the 10th, was a roller coaster of a day 
for for both of us more for yeah. joe because joe had like the peak of his life and <laughs> happiness and also like the biggest drop off as well because um yeah it was you know, very get, stressful because we were on as always which was fucking surreal it was mad yeah and then and then your old guy came <coughs> sorry sorry what i don't know what that was no nah, it was um <clears throat> you suck it, you suck in the you suck in tyler's dick <laughs> no <laughs> no nah, I'm, I'm taking no. The, i'm taking the piss i'm taking the piss you're, uh, you're worse than me on that front <laughs> oh but anyway oh oh Anyway, yeah, we we really got in there. <laughs> nah, it was it was a great time. I'm I kid. I'm yeah, joking. It was. it was great. He's he's not though. He does suck Tyler's dick. Anyway, so I would. You would die. I would you? hypothetically, consensually. I know. Um, you know, because as I said yesterday, I do love gay sex. So, you know, sometimes yeah. You just... I mean, we are Assassin's Creed fans. So <laughs> we just told our audience they love gay sex. That's probably. Well, if you don't no, love gay sex, care. then you're objectively wrong. Gay sex, gay sex after the one terabyte patch is great. It's, it's oh fuck it's, it's, it's all good after the patches. Gay sex is great. Patches cured my AIDS. <laughs> right. <laughs> the fuck is this? Before we're even going on, to, you'll die because yeah. you are not all as always. And you, you're our gato come. It's a new, we're planning to do a, a unity fontage and some black flag fontages we're going to do oh, today. Yeah. Things were looking great, and then uh, things went downhill for you. Do you want to describe written, your yeah. awful day? And I'd finish just finished writing like a thousand words of my black flag script, and then I started setting up my Elgato. And first of all, I accidentally flicked off the switch of my computer, so I lost all of my black flag script that i spent most of the day writing um it wasn't anywhere wasn't recovered it wasn't in a temporary file um and then i tried plugging my elgato in said nah bro nah bro you got the you got the wrong fucking usb port so i go to twitter i'm like ah well i'm not gonna be streaming the witcher 3 anytime soon because i have the wrong usb port immediately get roasted but I got the advice and then ended up dipping into basically all of my savings to um to buy a new PC to upgrade. Uh, this was after like five hours of hell and also essentially going through a beginner's computing course because I didn't know what any of the fucking terms meant because yeah. I'm a creative at heart and I don't know what the fuck RAM actually is and I'll never know and I'll never care. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you you do know the, um, so do you know for sure your PC this new one does have three point Yeah, so it definitely has three point oh, USB three point Uh, it definitely has enough RAM. I'm not gonna give away all the specs because I don't know, fucking I don't know. Um, definitely has enough RAM, enough storage, all set, terabytes of storage, and yeah. But yeah. the day as a whole yeah, sick. had me crawled up on my bed depressed wanting to give up um but you know what you know what if you ever feel like you want to give up on a passion because things are going wrong you feel like everything's collapsing around you, you just know do it just give up <laughs> please just fucking kill yourself man uh just know <laughs> just know so far we've we've told our audience they like gay sex <laughs> they shouldn't believe in their dreams and they should kill themselves <laughs> just know you can get, th- like, whatever it may be, hardships in life, like, 
Obviously, my, mine are fucking massive first world problems that my Elgato doesn't work on my 400 pound computer. But just know you can get through it. If you feel like giving up, you can get through it. So I woke up today and I got the Black Flag script recorded. Everything's all set. Recording this podcast now. And it's lovely. It's lovely. How come your day wasn't great, though? I don't think you mentioned this to me. Maybe you did. Oh, well. Feel bad if you did. My day was, was pretty sick. I had the. Um Oh, and flex. as always, there was <laughs> I didn't have a shit day. But um yeah, there was a, a bit of a tragedy where I live. Um but <laughs> sounds okay. quite fucking that sounds very selfish. I had a great day. There was a tragedy where I live, but I had, I had a great day, so it's fine. But by the way, because I know I know I've just said to Joe we've accidentally slagged off our audience a bit. Um Oh, we love you. Jack's having a panic the attack. Recep- no, the reception. I'm doing a Philip DeFranco. I'm just pandering so you'll give me money <laughs> when I eventually launch a, launch a prank. Fuck. Um, right. i just say it now. I'm, we're both really happy with like how, how much you guys have been enjoying the podcast so far. It's yeah, that sick. is... No, that is real. Like The reception to the last episode was amazing. And uh, as much as we all do like gay sex here, um, we also want to say, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that's related in the slightest, but thank you for that, because it, 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 it was sick to, to see audience. loads of people on Twitter and in the comments just, you know, giving support and saying how much they loved it and, you know, the Spotify views went up and it was all just, it was magnificent. So thank you guys, it's really appreciated because, I mean, we kind of started this like on a whim but yeah. now that we know people are enjoying it and want to see more, like uh, there was comments saying like this should be longer, um, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and so. this one should be because we've got a big yeah, we've got a <laughs> very true. So but, like it's, lads, it's really cool to see as well as that the reaction to us on the the as always podcast. I mean, there was a fair few people who had no fucking clue who we were, or at least who I was. <laughs> but that's fine because <laughs> the um, people who did know us like just thank. Uh, th- thank you all for uh, the support and everything as well as that shout out to James and Tyler because just having yeah, us on the po- like being on that podcast was sick and um, yeah it's just it's just yeah thank that's thanks like, for everyone being so supportive uh, yeah. and like with that I think it's safe to say that's the most like surreal mental thing that's happened in our like YouTube careers it's definitely a, a, mon- a monumental moment but it was it was also just genuinely like a great laugh I had a great time um, yeah as much as like you know at first it was, like I, I was I, I'm not gonna lie at first when I, when, when I first heard we were gonna jump on I was a bit nervous because I wasn't at all no no def- just, definitely you know, not you were yeah you were just you, you were just vibing I was a bit nervous but you know like it just was a great laugh and a great time I mean those lads are sick and they've been doing it for five six years so yeah um yeah but it, none of it would have happened without the people who you know watch and listen and uh you know su- yeah. su- support so not to be too pandering but thank you all um i'm sure we'll all have gay sex at one point in life i, I probably shouldn't make gay sex a meme um yeah because that would just make me sound massively homophobic which i'm not i'm not to be clear i'm not gay guys i'm just doing the meme <laughs> <laughs> Shut it. the f- right. fuck's sake. Uh, but like, anyway. I just want to say as well, 
I was joking. I was fucking terrified of going on there. Like, Joe, through the week, because Tyler DM'd us about, like, five, six days before we went on. Yeah. There was so many times where I just went to Joe. I'm really scared of going on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. And, like, it got to the day, and my stomach was really, like, churning and shit. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to fucking James and Tyler on, as always. And then, like, it got to, like, 20 minutes in, and, like, although I was quiet, you could maybe tell I was nervous, I was, I was comfortable. Yeah. Because it was, like... It was just chatting about fucking gaming. It was like exactly. being there. I forgot I was there at times because it was like listening. Yeah. To like one of the podcasts. It's fucking it's just what you know best. Chatting about gaming. It's it's a good time. Yeah, and I would not have picked. Gonna have a bit of a wholesome one thousand Reddit moment here. Ugh. I wouldn't have picked anyone else to have helped me there. Oh. But you, mate, and oh. I don't know if I could have done it without you. Thanks, bro. I really appreciate it. Um, I definitely could have done it without you. <laughs> For fuck's sake! No. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, um, no, it, it was sick. Um, nah, yeah, it was just it just worked, you know. Um, felt very comfortable because it did just feel like we were doing a podcast, and yeah, but but like it, realistically, doing podcasts is just having a chat. So it's a uh, yeah, and that's why like I'm so glad this is that you guys enjoy this because doing this to start was like as you say it was almost on a whim where like yeah. we'd spoke about it before like a few weeks before like, oh maybe we could do a podcast and um it's 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 really easy to make but it's the thing I enjoy doing most because to start I remember being like super nervous about starting up but yeah. now it's just come here chat a bit before switch on OBS chat some more yeah and throw it up and you guys saying to me and that's that's because I thought I'd be shit yeah. at doing something like this where it's like keeping an audience interested or like yeah. emoting and that yeah. but um no it's been I'm not gonna lie insane. it has, it has became, become like one of my favourite things to do in the week because it's yeah it's just great. a good time speaking of gay sex <laughs> we just fucking gotten off that <laughs> this so you keep acting like oh let's not make it a meme guys you know what you're doing <laughs> Um, fully speaking aware of, of gay sex, doing. in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you can probably have gay sex, and within that, for the wrong, the um, they just the they just released Valhalla's main theme, and in my opinion, it's kind of mid. Unpopular opinion here. Well, um, it's it's obviously no Ezio's family, nothing is, and. Like, it. I don't think it's as good as fours, but like, I really like it. So, I'm glad. I'm because it feels far more like slow and melancholy. And so, I reckon this will play. Because I think Avor's village is going to get burned down from what we saw in the gameplay trailer. Then they'll move to right. England, and I think they'll have a big tragic moment, and that theme will play, and it'll be a really emotional character moment. And it'll be fucking poignant. But because it's on like a different wavelength, like emotionally, to being at the top of the church, it will fit more there because it's far more. It's very different and it does feel very Jesper in parts. Yeah. And I think it's tailored to Avil, which is fucking great because although they redid Ezio's family, I'm glad Avil has a proper theme that's their own and fits their character. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, I mean, I'm glad that there is a, a specific theme 
and a, like new they're not just reusing Etio's family but at the same time I kind of want to hear alternates to this because right now although I, I like it as a piece of music I feel like as the mm. main theme it doesn't have any motif that I could identify that really seemed like it could become iconic the same way Etio's family or you know the, the Black Flag one or um the that yeah, violin that violin at the start of syndicates it's um like it feels very unity to me as in it almost feels kind of generic i think it's going to work very well in the context Ooh. of the game not generic in the way i think it's going to work very well in the context of the game but it doesn't yeah. feel like a main theme and that's probably a stupid complaint i like the music um but I'm just I'm interested to see the alternates that Jesper has come up with, like to to reuse it yeah. throughout the game. You know, because Jesper's a great composer. I think it would be so. better as like a character theme, like you had Bayek of Siwa, or you have that for a really poignant moment. But then the game has its own theme that's much more like because, as you say, with Etio's family and the AC4 theme, yeah, those are ones that like they fucking slap. Like you just chuck them on to listen to, and they're very yeah. memorable for that. But then this doesn't have that value, where, like, in the context of the game, it would be great. Yeah. But unlike, you know, Ezio's family playing when you reach the top of the rooftop or, you know, sailing into Havana when the reprise version of the theme plays, it's not... It will have that, like, greatness in the moment it's in. Yeah. But you won't think, fuck, that's iconic. I want to listen to that more. I'm going to remember it for ages. I, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And I think... um. I think as well, like, <laughs> sorry, fucking fuck that up there. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I agree there. That being that all being said, I do think that Jasper has done exactly what I expected him to do in the way that I think this theme perfectly matches the setting. The exact same way mm. nearly every other theme has perfectly matched their setting. Like they've clearly used like local instruments, like. Uh, to that time period and to those settings and it, it works so well for, for Vikings the same way Etio's family did the same way uh, AC4 did yeah yeah it is it is quite alright they also redid the trailer with female Eivor is another Valhalla thing yeah and it's significantly which... better <laughs> the, that's I hate to be cynical, but like Ubisoft's, like in recent weeks, their promotion of like the Sisterhood or this trailer. I hate to say it's cynical, but it feels like it's done because people are watching them rather than because yeah, no, they want change. No, you know? I, I, I'd agree to that to an extent. So far, all they've changed has been performative. You know, it's just been a trailer. It's not. But I'm I'm kind of more talking outside of the the movement, which of course is a massive thing. But like just as a trailer, yeah. I'm oh if we yeah. if we just look at it as a trailer, yeah. that music is so much better over the trailer. Is what I, is the point I was oh, trying to make? Yeah. But I do think that it, it is just a performative change. Like they've not actually shown that they've changed within the company. But as a trailer, yeah, I think the brunt it's of the marketing is still the male version, and it's like they you know they just throw this out. I, did they even put it on their official channel? I, think I don't think they did the most, when I was looking for it's it. It's very frustrating because um, the 
a lot of people try to use the statistics for Odyssey, saying that most people picked Alexios, right? Um, as a yeah. as a way to try and show that more people want to play male. And although to a certain extent, you know, if there's more of a male audience, they might pick male more. The fact that Alexios, even though he wasn't the canon character, was the brunt of the marketing for Odyssey, as well as being on the cover of Odyssey. Like, that feeds so much into who, who you're going to pick. Because if someone's on the cover of a game, you're going to want to play as them. You know? Like, yeah. fucking... That goes for Halo 5 when, you know, you've got Master Chief, but then you play as Watts' face. And it's... So... <laughs> oh, luck. Yeah. So, it's like... Yeah. You'd... If you don't promote a character, of course that character is not going to be picked. So it's nice to see female Eivor getting um, getting some love in the marketing. That being said, they're both supposedly going to be canon. So um, either yeah, e- it just sort of feels too little, too late. And I don't yeah. want to be ungrateful. Well, I, I think like, it is too late. You know, like they can't. Yeah. At this point, they've been outed. Now all they can do is they can release this game. They can move on and improve and change and genuinely change um, going forward. Because if they were to make a female character, it has to come naturally. They can't just be making a female character because of because people you know people want them to or whatever like that. It has to come naturally and not just as a marketing decision, you know. Um, Yeah, like I if the next game has a female protagonist, yeah, that'd be great. Not because you know I prefer playing as females because women even that's i say females then because we're talking female protagonists female Avon. i'm not one of those weird people who like describes women as females but like if the next protagonist is a woman i'll be glad for that not because i prefer playing as women but because it shows some genuine change but like if there's a game in four years time where it is you know a woman it feels like and even then like the change even if it is you know, brought on by like sisterhood and all that stuff. Yeah, still change. You know. Yeah, for for sure. But that, yeah, I think if the change can be as genuine as possible. That being said, though, um, it is looking great. And Avor as a character, we have well, is it news? Is it a rumor? Is it complete bullshit? People are trying to say that it's Edward's ancestor or something. You know more about this than me. Yeah. So um, I saw a reddit post about this the other day and then i tried to find the original to you know credit it in this and there's like there's tons of them tons of posts about it so i can't really i don't know where the the rumor fully comes from but there is a rumor that eivor is the ancestor not the center the ancestor of edward kenway which doesn't because people are talking about the blonde hair blue eyes which isn't really that uncommon especially you know people from norway but, um, yeah, people are saying that because there's also the interviews about, like, Darby and the Lion brought up uh, Edward a lot during the initial interviews. But I think right. that that could be to do with the characters being similar in terms of their values and who they are to start. Yeah, it seems that But way. also, could be related. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is another case of um, old lore being trying to brought up be brought up and trying to connect them even though they clearly didn't have that intention in the first place i think the reason that edward was brought up so much is because edward is a pirate 
who becomes an assassin, pirates and assassins have the same moral values of freedom. Vikings and assassins also have the same philosophies and moral values of freedom, but different means yeah. to get that freedom. And it seems as if over the space of the game, Eivor is going to realize that the ways of the assassin is probably better means to gain that freedom. So it's going to be a very similar character arc. I think the I think there's no chance that Edward and Eivor are related. Even if there might, it might be like in an Easter egg or something, but I don't think it's going to be a a plot point in the slightest. But it's it's the same way that people try to say Bayek was related to Desmond because he had a cut on his lip or something back in 2017. Yeah, it's just stretching like, things out for the sake of stretching things out. I don't think many people in the IC community understand how like genetics work. Just <laughs> on the whole, yeah, but like no, I'd I'd sort of love if if they did that not not for any story reasons but i want to have eivor slowly walk to wales as wales is being built <laughs> and i want like the fucking millennium center to be built <laughs> or some shit like that it's fucking no you know but, but... <laughs> oh fuck's sake oh and nah. just, just literally do do the odyssey thing with Aya, but yeah, fucking. Yeah. Have this nah, 2004 building in Cardiff. I, I think that's... That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I think it's another case of... Also, Edward isn't fucking... Well, he is Welsh, but he's also not a Welsh, is he? He's English and occasionally puts on a Welsh accent, but also he's probably French-Canadian yeah. anyway, so... <laughs> that's why... That's why that line, spoken like a true Welshman, Addy, <laughs> makes me laugh, because Adewale sounds more Welsh than Edward does. <laughs> Um, I think it's because like American audiences and people from like Germany, Spain, wherever yeah. are more familiar with English accents, whereas Wales to people overseas, like, well, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but everything's all all inbred. And but also, weird. <laughs> but also, Ezio Auditore sounds like uh, an Italian grizzly bear. Like I think people can understand English in different accents. But then again, Ubisoft are fucking dumb. So yeah, and they um, don't—they don't understand that people have brains. They—they—they they, they think that people don't have brains and are all four years old. Um, yeah, they, and that's they sort of that's do. why everyone in Unity has a West Country accent, and it just makes sense. Yeah, the West Country accent being the accent of poverty is so fucking funny. It's just. <laughs> But yeah, like I wish they did properly do accents because Assassin's Creed largely, like so much of the appeal to old fans and new fans is exploring these settings across the world, across a variety of time periods, and part of getting immersed in that is the people and how they sound. And when you're in like, you know, fucking 18th, 18th century France, and you hear someone talking as if he's, you know, from fucking Butlins in, like, Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit off-putting. Like, you know. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's, they should sort it out. It's a bit strange. Also, I just kind of noticed, um, you know, your your classic YouTuber voice that you've built up over the past few months? Yeah. On and off, you'll sometimes, like, fall into it in the podcast. There you just went, like, Assassin's Creed has always been built on history. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's 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 mixed so much with my real voice. Where like, my, my I haven't heard my real voice in months because like, <laughs> I'm just 
constantly on YouTube, I'm out. Yeah. But, um, Your dad will be going to the shops yeah, and just like, can good. you go and get me some milk? Well, yeah, like, the accents thing, it, it's just patronising, isn't it? Where, like, you know... Nah, yeah, it really is. Like, you won't understand this accent, because it's fucking... Like, the French it's a, it's accent is so easy to understand as well. Yeah, and... It's also it's, a nice accent. So, it's say. not like it's uncommon. Like, a lot of people have heard French accents before. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then Elise fucking... just... Elise's accent is all over over the place and of course the worst line in unity we all know is uh you're a bad influence oh you were a worse one. Oh, you were a worse one <laughs> so badly the delivered fucking delivery <laughs> it's so bad i just want to put a voice actor in a fucking headlock <laughs> like, I... yeah the uh the whole accent thing is really weird though like i mean around that time i mean syndicate didn't let you jump off rooftops they did just treat everyone like four years old yeah and to be fair, yeah, anyone it, who enjoys Syndicate is probably four years old. There we go, offending half the audience again, as always. Or they don't enjoy a stale formula and they want a change of pace, which you obviously don't because you're just nostalgic. Ah, of course. Take, just take the glasses off. Yeah, we just have too much, too much baggage. Too much. Definitely, Joe, it's not too much take experience. Take the fucking glasses it's definitely off. Definitely not experience. Take the nostalgia glasses off. Never. I There's refuse. nothing good about the first four games. No, nothing, nothing at all. You're right. You're no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. The best game is objectively uh, Odyssey. It's an underrated masterpiece, objectively, because because uh, I like I, I like something in it, but then it's actually really bad. But I like it, so it's good. That's how it works. That's how critiquing games works. Fucking There's hell. There's also this glaring issue, but I don't really mind, so fuck <laughs> it. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is a reference we... that no one will get. <laughs> no, I feel like that, that's far too much of this podcast. Anyway, something you'll all get, because I'm sure many of you have seen it, Cyberpunk. Hey, See, hey, I'm better at transitions hey, than you are. Uh, well, I'm, I'm well, far is better. That, is that true? Is that true? I'd have to disagree. We'll put a poll in the I, comments I, I, or somewhere. Who is a better... Who's a better transitioner? That sounds weird, but yeah. Who? Yeah, that that sounds like. Who's a better trans <laughs> ally? Male to who's a better trans ally? Me or Walshy? Me or Jack? His name's Jack, not Walshy. Well, um, Walshy. I wasn't a massive concern. <laughs> You're right, mate. Uh, what the? F- I think he's having another stroke, lads, and lasses. No, it's one of those things where, like, I want to make a joke. There's things I want to say. But I'm so conscious of what the internet's like, right, and okay, how yeah. easy it is to just fuck yourself. Yeah, but like, ah, uh, like, uh, it's all right. Anyway, Cyberpunk 2077, Nightwire episode two came out, or whatever it's called, Night City Wire. Um, I gotta say, this has hyped me up significantly more for the game. I don't know about you, but in the early stages of like its mm. announcement and all that, I was kind of hyped because I knew it would be good. But the entire yeah. genre of cyberpunk for me, like the books, movies, it's never really interested me. Like futuristic settings and stuff, it's I've just never had an urge to go towards it. And so it didn't really take my interest when it first announced. But after watching these City Nightwires, holy shit, does this look like it's going to completely transcend the genre? Uh, what do you think about it? Oh, yeah, I know. It's I was the same with you with the saying because a lot of people... Was saying that like they loved it, you know, because they really like the setting, and obviously there's far more to it than that. And I, I, I know there is because it's CD Projekt Red, but for me, I was seeing people like people I know and people that aren't, you know, 
like super knee jerky say this looks like the best game of all time and so I checked it out and um yeah like the setting I'm indifferent on but it looks fucking incredible yeah I can tell you one thing as it's... an RPG like it obviously I've not seen everything that that's there but it looks like it has the potential to be the best RPG of all time like action RPG yeah. I guess I gotta, I gotta ask gotta ask which in your first playthrough of Cyberpunk 2077 because I assume you're gonna get it which life mm. uh, starter pack I'm just gonna call it that are you picking Nomad Corpo or actually called kid. Life Paths Joe well, you should have watched the show um, and paid your full attention you to watched it. it half an hour ago <laughs> but we won't mention that um. yeah yeah we did <laughs> but um, Royce for me they all like they all look valid like they have their own none of them are bad all of them are like almost as good sort of but for me I think I want to be the nomad oh, who okay. come in from outside the city and you know see the city for the first time have that wonder and build myself up from nothing from an outsider yeah. to something oh shit something incredible I think that'd be because Corpo is like he's sort of already I really like you know being more like witty yeah. and charismatic and using that as, as a strength but like you sort of already established and I really like going from nothing yeah. to like you know you know what I've, that's however you want to work you might have convinced me otherwise there because I was go- gonna go for Corpo because I'm such a staunch capitalist of course um, yeah that's what I fucking thought when nah, I was watching the I, thing I was thinking Joe's, <laughs> Joe's gonna pick this one no nah, but I, I think I don't know I, I think um I'd imagine it's going to have some semblance of, like, a downfall, probably, um, mm. in it. The the street kid, though, I gotta say, yeah. I think the street kid looks cringy as fuck, <laughs> personally. But Really? Not, okay, ma- that's my second maybe, choice. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but I, aha, there's just something about it that just makes me kind of, like... I don't know. It makes my my skin crawl. Like if it feels very Watch Dogs two esque. It'll obviously be significantly better and more well written than that, but it just gives me gives me that kind of vibe. Um, yeah, the dialogue over yeah. it is really like generic. But I do imagine you know, I've I'd, lived here all my life. Exactly. We do favors for yeah. each other. I do imagine it's. <laughs> I do imagine it's going to be like every path, of course, is going to be well written, and it's going to have yeah. uh, variety. I think. For my first playthrough, fuck, you might have convinced me otherwise. I might go for Nomad now because I I never thought like seeing the city for the first time, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great yeah. moment. Um, but I think for my first playthrough, yeah, and just like immersing yourself in that yeah. and like having it be introduced something that's like foreign to you as well, yeah. and getting this to looks like ridiculously okay, immersive. Seems really cool. This looks ridiculously immersive. Like this is as an RPG. I mean, the fact that you've got these these life choices, these life paths to start with, and you can just you live out like a completely different life potentially, and from start to end, it's going to be so immersive. And oh, I'm so excited! Like the customization, just is a it's yeah. my wet dream. Truly, it's my wet dream. I fucking yeah, I'm a sucker for like... customization um, in any game, and this looks this looks incredible. Yeah, it does. And, like, that's the thing, is, for me, with RPGs, I'm fairly, like, new to the genre, and it's something that, like... Because I know you're not, but for yeah. me, 
my introduction was basically Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, not the best. And no, and I well, it, at the time it sort of was the best for me. But you know, I, I played The Witcher Three, which is by far the best I've played. I played a few like turn-based RPGs, like Persona Five and South Park. But I mean, like open world yeah. ones. The only ones outside of AC I've played, I think, are just The Witcher Three and Horizon, which are both phenomenal. But this yeah. looks like. From what I know about RPGs and what I've played, this looks ideal. Like, yeah, for sure. It's what an RPG should be. It's yeah. incredible. I mean, I, I, absolutely. And I think, like I said, it looks so good as an RPG that I think it's going to completely transcend the cyberpunk genre. The same way, like, Red Dead mm. transcends the Western genre, you know? Yeah. Um, like, right. that tier, that level of, of thinking. Um, also, the combat looks so fucking fun because um, mm. I was worried at first like when I first heard about the game that the like a first first person shooter RPG Fallout is solid but mm. I, I was a bit skeptical but the amount the variety of weapons I mean I'm going to use the sword as much as fucking possible you know that orange sword that was in it um, I'm going to use that yeah, as yeah. much as possible like mil- I'm going to melee as much as possible but the variety of weapons and gun types and everything and the progression of like weapons it's it just looks so unique and so fresh i guess is the right word ah it's ridiculous it does and it's something that really like grabbed me is how like graphic i'm not massively into graphics but it's the details of really small things that games usually don't get right. Like, I was watching um, this like, 10 minute video the other day about Half Life Alex has proper, like, water physics. Where, like, if you shake a bottle, the water will shake with it, and, like, how much of a milestone that is. And yeah. little details like that, to me, are huge. And then seeing things like a sofa in this game, or just a door, or a table that looks. Yeah. Like something you'd see in real it's life. Pristine, yeah. Is mental. Like the detail into things like that. And like on one of the tables there's like a marking of like where a drink's just been. It's shit it's like ridiculous. that. Or it's fucking mental. It's amazing. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I I I can't I slept on this game for so long because I mean, obviously I knew C D Project Red were great, but I wasn't interested at all in the t- in the in the setting. Right now, this is far and away my most hyped game. Um, far yeah. and away, um, I think this has potential. I mean, I think it could be game because it it won't qualify for game of the year this year. I think it definitely could could and probably will be up there as game of the year next year, depending on um, God of War two comes out. If you know how good Horizon is. Um, but nah, it's, it's, it looks ridiculous, and it does look like it could easily be a, a top ten game contender, if not top five. So, yeah, definitely, it's it's insane. And like as well, considering how it looks, it's a cross-gen game. Like even though I'm sure they've you know recorded what they've shown on like a PC or a next-gen console, that's a cross-gen game. So like. Yeah. When you think about what things will look like in just like three years once we're fully into the next gen, 
That will be mad. Yeah. And I wonder how well it'll age because you know how like there's certain games that like, for example, Call of Duty. Playing like a new Call of Duty back in the day, playing like Black Ops, MW3. I would think that's that looks really fucking realistic. Whereas yeah. now you wouldn't. And I wonder if Cyberpunk will keep that in like ten years time. I don't think it'll. I mean, it very well could um, age poorly. I tweeted this out a few, a few weeks ago, and also a little bit, a little bit of backlash, but a lot of people agree with oh, me. Oh, great games don't. I don't think age. that yeah, I think the great pieces of art can't age. You know, um, games is, oh, games yeah, is a medium for a long time. It didn't apply to because the technology was upgrading so fast and so fast. Like, of course, things like Pong. Sure, yeah, that's aged. But truly mm. great games, you know, Mario 64, for an exa- for example. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think great games... Overrated, great, to be honest. <laughs> great games, great books, great movies, great music. I don't think that if it's truly great and, like, legendary, I don't think it, I don't think it can age. Because you can play oh, it yeah. with the perspective of the time period, as well as it should be good enough to, like... To hold up, um, and that's why we still read. Fuck, that's why we still listen to Mozart and Beethoven. That's why we still watch films from Alfred Hitchcock and read books like The Great Gatsby or The Hobbit. Because yeah, if you're a fucking nerd, <laughs> shut the. F- but it's fucking ice. no, no, Shit. no. But my point. <laughs> shut the fuck. Up. My point is that it's you know you can still watch it and still appreciate it because at the end of the day it's about telling human stories and I don't think. Yeah. great pieces of art with great human stories can age and I think we're at the point now where that can apply to games um, be- because the foundation is there now like we know what a great game looks like so we can build on that but things like Red Dead 1 will always be great sorry some kids fucking yeah, shouting outside I, don't know I, ju- I just heard that, that was <laughs> it's going to ruin your monologue um, so yeah that's that's my that's my two cents on it. Um, so was, even if this game does age like a bit, I think it'll still be. It'll, it'll. I genuinely do think it'll be looked at as one of the top five games of all time. Um, yeah, I'll, or, I'll mean more graphically, like whether. It'll, yeah, no, no. Because I'm not. Oh, I'm gonna have to shoot me fucking. Wit. I'm gonna have to box myself in with <laughs> this heat because this. <laughs> uh, no, but one one second. Uh, graphically, I mean, yeah, it, it probably will. Most games do age graphically. Um, but I'm not sure actually I mean even if you look back at the Call of Duty games of old I know he's closing this window he can't hear me uh, even when you look at back at the Call of Duty games of old like Call of Duty Black Ops Black Ops 2 they don't look terrible uh, Modern Warfare oh you managed to okay, keep there talking we go. yeah I'm, I'm just I'm just chilling I'm just vibing if you look back at the Call of Duty oh you didn't slag me off too much there. if you look back at the Call of Duty games They've not aged like terribly graphically. Like they still look okay. Black Ops One still, I think, holds up pretty well. Black Ops Two, yeah. Modern Warfare, um, you know, Fallout Three, I think, holds up, and that's a you know first-person RPG. Um, Fallout New Vegas, not so much graphically, but Fallout New Vegas is a great game, and this does remind me very much of that that Fallout New Vegas team that made the original Fallout, and were like fucking Bethesda fucked them a little bit but it reminds me of that passion yeah that. Just, just what do you great. um 
think of the music in the Nightwire because that was a like that like yeah. mid two thousand sort of like grunge they had going. Yeah, on. I mean it's not. I don't know. It's like punk. It's <laughs> I'm not really. I'm kind of indifferent on it. You know, um, I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, I I kind of skipped not skipped past that section, but I skipped through it a little bit. You know. Um, yes. Yeah, so I- because they started to do, like, establishing shots in fucking Sweden. <laughs> yeah. And, like, like a documentary-style thing on this band. And don't get me wrong, like, the music's not for me, but I think it's great they're going to the effort to, like, hire this, what I'm guessing is, like, an established band, yeah. to actually make music for their game. Because yeah, for sure. they want it to be good. For sure. Like, the effort they're putting in is, is great. And um I said this before. Like, I'm glad it it's been delayed because it's clear that they want to put all they can into this um, and make it make it that perfect ten out of ten that it has the potential to be, like The Witcher Three was. Like, you know. So yeah, and it's a truly great end and beginning to a console generation. It's yeah, for sure. Because, like, as you say. It'll be a benchmark of the genre, as The Witcher Three was. You know, it's fucking CD Projekt Red. They can. It's funny by their government as well, the Polish government, because of like really? technological advancements. Jeez. Yeah, because they bring them in like so much money. So they, cause it's like they give them money under like the excuse it's technological advancements. Right. Not excuse, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, but, that makes um, sense. Uh, that's that's. I mean, yeah, that's that, that looks great. Yeah, I mean, no, that that's uh, that's on the, that a little bit. The there. setting was. I am growing on the setting a bit. Like, I liked what we saw in the Street Kid bit, where it's like really grungy, like right, back yeah. alleys with all these like shady characters. Yeah, because I really like that about the Yakuza games. Like, I'm ver- places like that. Uh, yeah. quite sick in games if they're fully fleshed out which they probably will be yeah I mean to be honest I'm still not like massive on the setting like I said I think it's going to transcend the setting I do love the looks or the look of the uh, the Badlands though I think that like yeah. outcast community it reminds me of uh, No Country for Old Men the, the opening scene of that oh yeah that's what it reminded me of it's a bit a little bit Mad Max as well yeah so uh, it just has so much potential and I think it's going to live up to that potential and it's probably going to well I'm going to count it as my game of the year for 2020 um, or I'd imagine oh because like, you I'd imagine but you don't have a PlayStation so there's like two games of note that will come out this year yeah this year. but <laughs> but also I think from what I've heard of Ghost of Tsushima I think Cyberpunk 2077 will probably be better than Ghost of Tsushima so it seems it, but like not to slag off that game. I haven't played no, it. No, no. But like not that's a, a really high bar. No, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima sounds like a good slash great game, but I think Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is going to be one of those nine, ten, probably ten out of tens. Um, and I'm very, very, uh, I'm not very open with my tens. I give I give tens to very few games because I think only the true masterpieces really deserve them. And then there's IGN. Yeah, cool. <laughs> who? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it were it were fucking shills, and we'll give a ten to pretty much nah, anything that people Elena like. Elena Pierce said that's not true, and I believe her. Oh, 
Yeah, but you'll fucking believe that because it's a lot of piss. But like, <laughs> any game, it's like everything has to be a seven or ace is to not be too controversial. And then yeah. there's something people really love. It was oh yeah, like ten. Yeah. It's, and their Sonic Unleashed review was shit. <laughs> it's fucking why? Because they didn't give it genuinely. No, they gave it like a five, but they're really How shit at playing they? the game. Oh right, okay. No, it's a it's an awful I, I, review. Was it then? Was it then that did the SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom remastered review? But like the no, it was uh, I think that was Game. Yeah, Spot. but he just he was just terrible yeah. and like couldn't get back past the most basic challenges. You know, he's a grown yeah, man. I don't know. Was IGN the one with that Dean bloke with the cuphead thing? Oh, that was. Let's have a look. I I, I don't remember remember that, but. Uh, let's Cuphead's not bad let's have a go a game journalist is it from Polygon that there's would make too, sense there's too many bot. shit gaming companies to keep track of Success. yeah I've just that's just hit me that like there's no there's no gaming publications I respect I there's one that I respect as always entertainment what's that <laughs> and also the Eagles Call entertainment yeah, because we are on the same level as Kotaku and IGN and, yeah. you know. Oh, fuck Jason Schreier. <laughs> yeah, block me on Twitter. Oh, everyone was getting blocked by him. So I just mess- I just tweeted him and was like, hey, block me too. He blocked me in 22 seconds. I timed it. Yeah, it was a bit of, it was a bit of group sport, wasn't it? Yeah. Well- <laughs> I got blocked because Zeke asked him to, like, watch LA Noir's Dripping with Style. <laughs> some shit and I think I like DM to him up for a spot of cuckold drink oh, my friends and he yeah cause uh, there's classic. some cock rumours but uh yeah. yeah oh oh it's annoying though when I want to see one of his things cause there has been some tweets cause like that's the thing with people like Jason Schreier people retweet the thing then also show a screenshot cause so many people are blocked yeah exactly it just has to be done um yeah, it, the state of the gaming industry is quite often a mess. But at least we'll always have the boys. You can always talk about games with the boys. Who needs Kotaku? Or PC Gamer. Exactly. I swear PC Gamer released a new Assassin's Creed ranking every, like, month. Yeah. It's almost as bad as me. Fucking hell. It's, they've done... Fucking hell, it's weird. And they always put... Honestly, said they, they said... That Cassandra was a better character than Edward, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it was she was better than Ezio, and then Edward was first. Those, those are all shit when it's like you know from the press because it's so obvious. You can feel like that they just doing it for clicks. Yeah, exactly. And you can sort of tell it's not from. Oftentimes, it's not from like fans of the series, or like they forgot. Oftentimes, it feels like they haven't played some of the games with the way they talk about them, or yeah. they played them once a decade yeah, ago. Yeah, like. And like I haven't touched they it. They just since. have memories of it. Um, yeah. Whereas you know we've played it excessive amount of times. Me even more so because I've not had any games to play this generation because I have an Xbox One. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you want a good uh, Assassin's Creed ranking, both of us have AC rankings, which you can. Uh, yeah, and my one's objectively better because I have Brotherhood first. Well, it is because I put Origins at. Third. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I think I, did I did I not have a third too? I think I had a third. Oh, I thought. But I said it was interchangeable with Revelations 
and Black Flag, and I made it very clear it could have easily been fifth. So no, I, th I think. Hold up, I, I need to. F I it's, need to find this now. I think I may have put it third. It's seventh. Origins is seventh. Origins is. Um, probably seventh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, Joe, when you replay that and like. Oh fuck's sake! Yeah, yeah I do have. Or I do have Origins third. That's annoying. That's wrong. I'll update that next year. Yeah, but mine's, mine's older. So, Uni's your next big, or your next like AC retrospective then. Uh no, four Black Flag won't have come out by this point. Oh, I mean, so yeah, oh. this Saturday I should have Black Flags overrated, which everyone's gonna get mad at me about, and I don't fucking care, um, because it's true, and I'm objectively right all the time, um. <laughs> But, no, after that I'll have rewriting Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, and then I should probably play Rogue. Because I've played Rogue once. So I should probably get, mm. get back around to that. I have Rogue Remastered. I've just never touched it. Because it's Rogue Remastered, you uh, know? That's worth a rewrite, Rogue. Yeah, but also, like... It's not even... It doesn't, it doesn't make sense canonically. And it's just there. And... Uh, yeah. Like, I get why people think it's a side game. Because, like, general audiences think it's a side game. Because it feels like a side game. Yeah, it, it is in it's not, as well. It, it, but it, it, it does feel like one. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a £60 AAA experience. It feels... It does feel almost like a DL... Like a massive DL6. Similarly to how Black Flag had, like, Adewale, his yeah. story is a DLC... It feels like that could have been a DLC to three, albeit it probably would have been a bit smaller. Nah, yeah, yeah he's a... Oh, I'm so ashamed of my not, Assassin's Creed ranking, is. actually. That's yeah, pissed that's, me off now. Off, everyone's looking back on Origins now, because, like, yeah, coincidentally, not saying I, I swayed anyone, but after my review, everyone's starting to turn on Origins a bit, which is <laughs> uh... Nah, because... <laughs> I'm not even... Everything's right... Except move origins down four, and then everything's right. You know, yeah. move origins to seven, and then. But ah, uh, it's just frustrating to look back on that. Um, I think I put Revelations at fifth, and I wanted to put it third, but I couldn't because like I can't have Alexio in the top three. Yeah. Because no, the community's got me to a point where I feel bad for that, and I fucking should. Yeah, I feel you. And next time it it will be three. Yeah, I I I was gonna put one quite high. I was debating whether to put it fourth, but a lot like I love one for very subjective reasons. I do think it's a great game. Like I do think it's a great game. But like that would have been too biased of me, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll anyway. I'll see what you anyway, mean. Assassin's Creed, classic, classic Eagles call, which is definitely not an Assassin's Creed podcast, even though we have, um, fucking, <laughs> what's his name, <laughs> Desmond's hoodie design as our logo. No, well, it's just coincidence, really, because. AC comes up just by chance. We, we're not really that into Assassin's Creed. Yeah, nah, it's I've never shit. like I've never per personally. I've never even. I've just played the games once or twice, but I've never really got into it. You know, no, not watched 
thousands of hours of YouTube videos or read up on the wiki or read any of the books or comics or anything because only fucking losers would do that. Yeah, you'd have to be a fucking sado. Although I have put um, 40 hours into AC Odyssey and I think it's a lot of a lot of fun. It's a nice change of pace for a style for Yeah, I mean, personally, I put uh, 140 hours in because it was just... It just captured me so much, you know. The RPG elements were just so so beautiful. Um, and Cassandra, ah, oh, yeah. Cassandra, what a character! Um, I would let her sit on my face. I think I'd let, I'd let her n- not even sit on my face, just stand on my head, because you know, just yeah, gorgeous. I would. Yeah, and like the fact, whenever I played games in the past, like I've played games. Like The Witcher 3, and you do the quest for the Pella, where you get his go or something, I think. I want to fuck this man. And Odyssey allows your dreams to come true by making everyone fuckable. That's the thing. In so many games, for years, gamers see people, and they feel a connection to just random people and things. I think, I want to play as that random person, you know, fucking driving along. Oh, there you go. Watch Dogs Legion. Plays anyone. Yeah, it's perfect. You know, uh, yeah, it's fucking Ubisoft the innovators, and that's all there is to say. Who who hasn't wanted wanted to play as that old man in um fucking the place in Origins as that old man who you find a book for and then he just dies? Who hasn't wanted wanted to play as that? I'd want to fuck him personally because we all know that I love gay sex. Um, I'd fuck his dead corpse. Ah, uh, that's getting no context. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> that went on for far too long. Ah, uh, speaking uh, of... Uh, no, speaking... What, how did that even start? Where were we going? Speaking of going on for far too long, the MTU is continuing this year. Oh, with, See, I'm, I'm much better at transitions than you. It's just true. Uh, <laughs> no, but the MCU hasn't gone on for far too... Yeah, kind of. I think yeah, it has, personally. Um... However, we've got some news about both Black Widow and the live-action Milan film that everyone's definitely excited for. Um, yeah, it's they're innovating like fucking Ubisoft. It's not creatively bankrupt no, yeah. and a blatant product at no, all. No, it's, it's not just purely to make money um, and, you know, no other purpose. However, Disney have announced that they will be selling both Black Widow and Milan on Disney Plus for $30. Now, we did speak about this on the As Always podcast, so we'll try and keep this a bit short. But basically, not fucking paying that. Are you? <laughs> well, no, I'm most certainly fucking... Not that I, you know, just pirate every film I watch anyway, but, like, this is so fucking anti-consumer. It makes me so... Like, okay, so you're already paying... 60 quid for this subscription and then you have the cheek to say on top of that throw us 30 dollars at 25 pounds for a single for a single film yeah and and people are saying people are saying as well like oh if you go to the cinema with some mates and buy some fucking pick and mix but you're not you're sat at home on a subscription you've paid for. Yeah. And the worst justification is, well, how are Disney going to make their money? Why does that come first when they are fucking over customers like me and you? Yeah. And also, when they're, you know, I think Disney have enough fucking money. We all know Disney love their money. 
But at the same time, like, how are Disney gonna love the, make their money? Well, they're the like they're one of few companies right now through COVID who have been in the green for a lot of time because they released Disney Plus. Uh, mm. You know, they could afford to wait a few more months and release these films in cinemas. Now, I understand it with Black Widow because it's the MCU. They have a strict schedule for filming, and you know they've got things set up. But having it for $30 on top of your subscription for one film and you're not even go like, there's no experience around it. You're not getting the cinema, like the cinema experience that everyone knows and loves that made, that added so much to like films like Endgame and Infinity War that just created mm. an energy around them. You're not getting any of that experience or atmosphere. It's just you're sitting at home watching a movie and it costs you 30, basically $37. It's it is ridiculous and yeah. even if you split it it's like sure you can split it between some mates and watch it for three but it's not about that it's about the principle behind it which is exactly especially especially for milan because no it's not like anyone's asking for milan you know yeah I, they could delay that i i do yeah milan as well the fucking live action remakes are such obvious cash grabs where it's like they're not necessarily shit because they go over like the same story beats yeah. as the other ones and so like but there's no heart there it's, here's the thing with milan it's like though. a shit remaster the thing with milan is i think the idea of live action milan was purely just we're making more live action films to make more money i do i'm more forgiving of milan though because i fucking despise the lion king I fucking refuse to watch that shitty fucking remake. Yeah. Um, oh my that's god! One of my favorite. They look so. It's one of my favorite films of all it's... time, and they just took all the heart and life out of it. But with Milan, um, they are changing. They're very much adapting it in a different way. They're adapting the original story of Milan, uh, f- far more historically accurately. Um, you know, there's they're taking out the what's his name, the dragon, um, and there it is going to be like a different take on the character and the story even though it's going to be a lot of it's going to be the same it's going to be a different take and it's going to be a more historically accurate take so i'm interested in seeing it that being said i kind of wish they just changed the name and made a new version of milan um more similar to like the books of milan but yeah so i'm slightly more forgiving of it that being said i'm not forgiving it of it if because it's 30 dollars and I've thought about what Tyler said in the As Always podcast. I'd probably be willing to spend, like, a, a Disney Plus subscription £7 in the UK. I'd be willing to spend, like, a, a cinema ticket, which here is, like, in my city is, like, £9. I'd be willing to spend that mm. to see Black Widow or, like, an MCU film. But I'm not... The principle behind spending thirty dollars for a film that's already on a streaming service—it's um, yeah. especially for Disney because I'm not not the biggest fan of Disney as a company. Um, yeah, as as well, it's gonna get pirated so oh, fucking it's ridiculous. because like with cinemas, they it'll, it'll get like recorded off somebody's phone while they're in there. But with this, people are just gonna screen record it and throw it up there, and like financially, I have a feeling it won't like bomb. But it's going to do worse than, you know, Far From Home. Yeah, I mean, I hope it... Part of me hope that happens, even though it's horrible, because loads of people put their effort into film, to making films. And, yeah. you know, it's it's such a big investment of time and work for people. But at the same time, Disney the company, 
I want to see this fail for them because if this becomes the status quo, it'll just even after COVID, you know, clears up somewhat. It's um. If it becomes a status quo, then that, I feel like that's going to be a disaster. Someone who wants to go to film school, who wants to become a director, it's the idea of just sitting at home watching a film, like fucking yeah. It it just it strikes me the wrong way, and the way they're doing it, just you're right. It is just rampantly anti-consumer, and um, um, it's it's not it's not got me optimistic. No, it's what does have me optimistic though is full guys. Was it, was that a transition? Yeah, and it's really good and enthusiastic. It's, unlike oh, it is side. on the list. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's a game that exists. I mean, do you want to do you want to talk about it? Considering I don't have a PS4. Well. I might as well not have a PS4 because it's a that shit system and it doesn't fucking that work. That's true. But um, Fall Guys is a thing that's been happening where it's basically it's blown up. Takeshi's Castle, but with like. Okay. A fucking Takeshi's Castle. It's got really nostalgic. <laughs> but like. Yeah. Full, you've probably seen. Yeah, a little bit. It looks as if it might just be the next big thing. Ah, classic. It's going to be the new Fortnite, the new Minecraft. No, but this looks like it has more heart to it, and it's like it's from like a humble, small company where yeah. like if it is successful, the fuck if it is successful, they sort of will have to be scummy to maintain that, especially in this market. Yeah. But like at least they're not Fortnite, which also I mean Fortnite's fucking I feel company. like uh, Fortnite was had essence of that in the first few seasons. Oh, you one of the. Oh man, I missed 2018, 2017, man. Season three was the best. I mean, obje- ob- <laughs> objectively, season two, three, four, and five were the best. That being said, the, the, it, it did become a toxic game. But I, I meant more so that everyone's now going to copy this, just like everyone copied battle royales after PUBG and Fortnite, and everyone tried to recreate the magic of the creativity you can have in Minecraft after Minecraft came out. Everyone's going to end up copying this in their game. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, yeah, I do agree. And, like, the fact that this, like, small company from wherever they're from have, like, struck gold so easily, I think there'll be, you know, big publishers, like, maybe EA or, you know, 2K will say, you know, let's throw our hat in the ring, let's do that. But, like, we've got the fucking money to throw at it. We'll do yeah. battle passes. Uh, you know, if you're Ubisoft, you'll fucking sell it full price. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, it's... um. Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering... It's, it's, it's really... Sorry, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm just... That's one of the worst things about this is there's lag between us, like, two seconds. And so, if there's ever, like... If it ever sounds like we're speaking over one another or one of us has, like, a massive gap, that's why. But, um... Yeah, my question to you: How long do you think this will last for? Um, that is a good question. I mean, I've not played it myself, so because uh, I don't have a PS4. That being said, like you said, it's um, you, th- you think it's going to be the next big thing? I'd have to agree. I think it's it's burst on. It's free on PS4, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it's on a PS. Plus yeah, at the and it's um, first of all, it's just really nice to see like a small developer succeed in such a toxic 
difficult industry. Um, yeah. That being said, yeah, I think this very well could be the new like the new trend that multiplayer games go in. Um, but with, I mean, if you look at like Fortnite or if you look at Minecraft, the originals always stick around. Um, and I, I feel like the impact this has had, it's um, it's massive. I think it's going to expand and just keep growing for probably about six months to a year, if if they keep if yeah. they keep up the servers, if they keep maintaining it and updating it well. Um, it could. I think it's going to just like massively expand, massively grow, um, and then it'll probably it'll probably like stabilize at some point. But I think it's going to be pretty consistent. It's going to be a staple of the industry probably for at least a year, if not two, three years. Um, as for the style of game, though, I think yeah, it's definitely going to become a trend within every single game. Um, every single multiplayer yeah. game, like Call of Duty, they'll throw in some fucking assault courses or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck! Imagine if, they, if imagine if there was another total wipeout game. Because I saw how successful this would. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a Ninja Warrior but, um, game. Oh yeah, that'd be cheeky, sick. cheeky bit of parkour. Yeah, but like, I don't know if they have the facilities to keep it up. Because I looked it up just a second ago. And it's Devolver Digital. They're the ones who have the really weird E3 things. Yeah. They have 20 employees. 20? Which is mad. Yeah. and Because like, that was the shit. thing on the first day. Yeah, on their first day, the servers, like, crashed. Fucking hell. And, um, well, I don't know. Yeah, because millions. Is there, of like... I'm glad they've done so well, is, this small company. Yeah, is there, like, um, like, microtransactions in the game? Do you know? Uh, yeah. How are they monetized? Yeah. Unless they've just sold it to. Because no, that, that's Xbox, what I was. That's that's what I was about to say. The way I, I look at it, they could very well just seeing how successful it's been. I mean, if it's such a small company, um, such a small dev team, then I would imagine that they probably, unless they were making hell of money off it, I'd imagine they'll probably sell it to like. I mean, at this point, it looks like it'd be Sony, but like Sony or Epic, someone like that. Uh, that's, that's so fucking shit. Epic, epic yeah, games. Um, but nah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've had a I'd look, imagine and there is off. like cosmetics. There is cosmetics. I mean, they could very well maintain it. I'd imagine the original dev team will stay on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was sold to sold to a bigger a bigger publisher. Hopefully, it's not two K. Hopefully, it's not EA. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're talking about going to uh, Xbox Game Pass, is what people are talking about, which would be That'd sick. That'd be nice. Cause, um, and a bit of crossplay. Yeah, we could play it. Crossplay as well. Yeah. That'd be gorgeous. I mean, at least until the PS5 comes out. But no, I, I don't. Yeah, speaking. I'd imagine it'll go in the same, uh, same direction as Fortnite has. Yeah, speaking of Fortnite and epic battle royales, Hyperscape, the brand new battle royale from oh, Ubisoft, oh. is out today, guys. It's out today? Oh, yeah, I, it's funny how no one me, knows let that. Let me check the, the Twitter. It's funny how no one knows um, that because no one cares, even though, oh, I was so disappointed. I remember watching that, their event, and it looked so cool. Um, Like that version of Paris. It looked like it was going to be such an interesting first-person single-player story game. And then I saw the words yeah. Battle Royale, and it just made me depressed. That's so funny that that's yeah, coming out today and no one cares. Is it fully priced, yeah? 
Oh no, this one's free. It's out today, and it looks season it one. It looks like fucking Agents of Mayhem. Yeah, it's just ah, uh, it's it it makes me feel kind of ill, like looking at it. It just looks like such a mix mix match of ideas that have clearly been taken from other games to try because that's what Ubisoft does. They don't innovate anymore. They steal ideas. It looks like they've tried to do yeah exactly a mixture of like Warzone, Overwatch, Fortnite, and Unity because <laughs> it's in Paris. <laughs> um, but we could jump on a little bit of that later if it's free um, and see see what it's like. Oh yeah, let's let's do some fucking battle royale Just a cheeky little because bit. we were meant to do some Unity and Black Flag today, which I think we'd mentioned. Yeah, we were, but then but, uh, uh, yeah, Black Flag Unity doesn't work. I know that's a massive shock to you guys because they have the patches, <laughs> but like if, the fucking multiplayer just straight up doesn't work. If, if anyone listening to this has an Xbox and wants to try and jump on some Unity with us, because I think the, oh my god, I think the reason that um it doesn't work for us is because we're the only two people on the servers, so it's just it's just dead. Uh, that being said, Black Flag yeah, it literally doesn't work. Black Flag multiplayer is still very much alive. And I'm sure in the coming months we'll have a few streams of Black Flag multiplayer. Get some viewers of the Eagles call. Yeah. Get some other YouTubers on. It'd be sick. Maybe for charity. Maybe just for capitalism. Um, <laughs> charity streams be sick. Yeah, they would be. It'd be great to, to get the community together. But that being said, yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind jumping on jumping on a bit of hyperscape with with the boy. Yeah, um, speaking of the community and, uh, you know, guests for the podcast at a point, yes. this episode should be the first one, maybe, is the first one with art. It's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. But we might... It, 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 it may art. very well be, yeah. Well, it's... The thing is, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this after, actually, because as much as we break the fourth wall, we don't break the fourth wall that much. Do you know who has <laughs> had his walls broken, though? That sounds like a that sounds like a innuendo. Jake Paul was raided by the FBI because he is El Chapo. Officially, yeah, he is. I f- that's some great character development. <laughs> his brother was like a total shit at, at his Jamie Lannister moment. Has become not even that bad of a bloke. Yeah. And Jake Paul has gone from like a viner, like all baby faced, to a fucking SoundCloud rapper and, yeah. with an armory. <laughs> But yeah. It's fucking. I remember seeing the photo, like the bird's eye view photo, and there was just like a hot tub with a fucking sniper, like a massive fucking sniper next to it. Yeah, it's so and funny. John McAfee, yeah. the bloke who does the, the the antivirus thing, was like commenting on it about the state of gun control, and because he's fucking mental, like yeah, he genuinely is mad. <laughs> it's um, it's but ridiculous. Yeah, he would have thought. <laughs> Oh, Jake like, I don't know what they, they actually. The thing is, nothing. Not, isn't he having a boxing match with he's have, some NBA? Yeah, he's player? having a boxing match with Nate Robinson, a 5'9, 36-year-old NBA player. It's and it's the undercard of Mike Tyson's return fight, who's fifty odd. Oh my! F- you're, you're no, joking. it's the undercard of the Mike Tyson fight in November. Is Jake Paul Fucking and Nate Rob? It's so bizarre. Like this, t- the timeline we've fallen into is so fucking all over the place it's ridiculous i mean not not many updates have come out about the jake paul situation as far as i know like that i've seen um 
Is it just that he has a like an absolute armory that the FBI has broken in, or you know, I mean, he he was done for. I think he was holding it for. Paper. Yeah, he was done for looting because as well. For the first time, yeah, in the first time in three years, I watched Drama Alert. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's disappointing. Yeah, that's how I spent my birthday watching Drama Alert, kid with fucking Jake Paul, uh, and basically what they were saying on there with the bloke he was interviewing is that like his manager is like a fucking pimp and shit and he has all these fucking connections and like I think Jake was just holding them for him or like maybe he wants like a music video to act hard or some shit you think that Logan would have like I don't know tried to set him on a better path yeah, but if Jake Paul was your brother, would you really try and like salvage anything? I suppose, there? yeah, that's a good point. It is bizarre though. Team Ten went from, you know, fucking England is my city to like, LA is my gang turf, it's my gang warfare. <laughs> it's not even Team Ten anymore because they all like, they all had some fucking horrible experiences. And yeah, no, not everyone. There, there are still people there though in that house. It's it is yeah. so weird though. And it's like every YouTuber yeah, in LA somehow knows Riley Reed as well, which is weird. Yeah, and fucking Lana Rhodes. What? Well, yeah, they're... And fucking me and Al Cover's mates like call me Carson. What the fuck? <laughs> the fuck is going I on? I didn't know that one. What? Oh, it's. Yeah, she's been on like streams with it's... him and like Swagger Souls. You know Anthony lot. Padilla from a uh, Smosh. He just yeah. did like a thirty-minute video with uh, Mia Khalifa. <laughs> Like a, oh, I spent oh, a day. Like she's I, an activist now. Well, she's she's a she, she's an influencer. Oh, I'm an influencer. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. an Instagram influencer now. So, fucking that word. That word disgusts me. Influencer. Uh. Yeah, but you're an influencer now. Was, uh, no, I'm not. I was about to say. Yeah, I was about you to are. Say it. No, you've been I was on. About to say it. As always, no. so you most definitely yeah, are. Yeah, and uh, I'm influencing everyone to, uh, I don't know, fucking have gay sex. That's that's my only influence on Earth. Um, that's my biggest achievement. Having gay sex. Right. That's, that's my favourite Eagles call meme. <laughs> Homosexual sex. That's fucking brilliant. It is. It is the best. Uh, do you know what's the worst? Your words, not mine. According to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> oh, wet, fucking hell. Wet ass wet, P-word. P-word being wet the ass. female genitalian. <laughs> it's like he's an it's... adult man on a fucking <laughs> like, show that no kids are going to watch. He is allowed if, to say it. Yeah, if you didn't know, um, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B released a song called WAP, Wet Ass Pussy. And, oh, sorry. Well, that's P-word. P-word, and, uh, yeah. Ben Shapiro reacted to, reacted to it. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking funny. Ben, ben Shapiro just keeps giving takes on, like, media. He gave a Star Wars one a few weeks ago. It's just an absolute disaster. Um, it's just He's just such a meme. But, like, Ben Shapiro aside, did you, um... You listen to that new Cardi Boy... Fuck! Cardi Boy... <laughs> Did I you can, listen can, to that new Cardi B? I can't say I did because it was, um, I think I think that we should all collectively stop listening to Cardi B. No offense to anyone who listens to Cardi B, but also be offended. Who in this audience is going to listen to Cardi B? 
Bro, why? Why? I don't get why people... Like, I've never heard anyone unironically listen to it without, like, a video. Without the music video playing. You know? Any Cardi B song. Unfortunately, I've, I've known people who have her... And it's like so she listens to Cupcake as well, and I think I think oh, that's, Cupcake did yeah. an album called like Cumcake or some shit. It's it's and it's, it's quite it's kind of bizarre. That being the girl who listens to it was t- telling me about how it's all like impairing and that, and it's like uh, being Bukaki isn't very impairing, but like yeah, it's sure it, to me personally, it seems like having a bunch of greasy dudes come on your face <laughs> probably isn't empowering it's probably the exact opposite and it um you know but that's just me maybe i'm completely off here that that's being just said not though what you want for your odyssey but bench, in my viking bench. saga i will be having viking orgies that's just uh, that's my choice come on your face like a viking um <laughs> now bench is just such a fucking meme like though a viking. such a meme uh there was a video that came out a few weeks ago, resurfaced, of him singing Lem is a Rathlet. <laughs> As, like, a response to someone asking him his thoughts on, like, socialism or something. And he sang a part of the fucking bad guy in Lem is a Rathlet. <laughs> oh, uh, it's such a meme. It's ridiculous. Um, I can never hate him because he's just so, like, funny. Yeah, ex- without exactly. Without meaning to be. Exactly, and I think in many ways he's embraced his meme, but at the same time, like he's just ah, it's just, it's well, just hilarious. For, I mean, um, I can hate, I can hate him, but at the same time, I'll still find him funny. I'll still laugh at him. Yeah, I mean, as well, considering the song we're talking about, you can probably put a still from that in, you know, just to keep some people's attention. Ideally, of okay. Kylie Jenner, who's basically a fucking wax sculptor at this point, but like. <laughs> You know, okay. Oh yeah, there's a petition to get her like cut before. out the. There's a petition to get her cut out the video. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Like, I, I imagine I don't caring. Care. Imagine, yeah. imagine caring about fucking Kylie. Like, I'm sorry. I, again, I'm not trying to offend people here, but how can you care about like these random fucking millionaires' lives? I don't get it. I don't understand. Make yeah. some. Bro, I don't mean to sound like Joe Rogan talking about video games, but go out and make some fucking money. Stop caring about what Kylie Jenner's doing. Like, bruh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think bruh just does some of my thoughts on yeah, this song. It's This whole and, situation. And Ben Shapiro. Yeah, Ben Shapiro is one 35-year-long bruh moment. That's all he is. <laughs> it's better... Oh, Especially the video of him as a twelve-year-old playing the theme to Schindler's List on his <laughs> violin. Oh man, bit, he's bit, bit aggro. That's weird. Let's as well, say because he hypothetically, is for the sake of for the sake of argument, let's say that uh, <laughs> let's say that her pussy was wet. Hypothetically, um, I would say that this is factually wrong because I have never seen a wet pussy in my entire oh, life. Oh, that was the worst um, thing. And he said, "Like, oh, it's." She must have a yeast infection or some shit. So like, why no. would her? Why would her? What? I mean, I have a wife, and I've never seen my wife get wet. Um, personally, I have never made her wet, and I don't see why any woman would ever be wet. No woman has ever been wet around me, and so that must be factually wrong. So, for the sake of argument, you are wrong. 
Joe, oh. as soon as you get married, I'm releasing that audio of my wife has never been wet <laughs> to the public. Go ahead. <laughs> that's great. No, but I'll just be having gay sex. That's fine. I just get the guys wet. <laughs> yeah, it's all you know. Hashtag like a Viking. That's what more could you ask for? Like. <laughs> These these topics get weirder every time. Uh, we'll oh. bring things back to gaming. Fast and Furious, like did a game. <laughs> Are we really talking about this? Yeah, I know you skipped over it. I thought you just missed it. Um, I didn't just miss it. It's just looks so fucking terrible. It just looks so bad. It just looks so bad on every level. Yeah, like that's. The thing is, the Fast and Furious Forza game that was free back in 2015 for yeah. uh, Fast and Furious 7. Holy shit, that was Good. sick because it was off, you know, that yeah. engine. Forza. But, like, this is fucking for a 50 quid game as and well. It's, it's, it's going to be, like, four hours long, for sure. Yeah, it is. I looked it hey, up and hey, how long it is to be, sure, it's four hours. For sure. For sure not going to be worth £50. For sure yeah. no one's going to buy it. Fast and Furious only exists because it makes so much money in China. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah. It's, and uh, um, the other one, Transformers. All, all those films make so much, tons of money in China. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. It, like, as well, fucking... It's just... It's sure. sure. And the thing is, it's not just shit. This was announced at the VGAs last year, or earlier this year, and they're like, guys, we have one big final announcement. <laughs> it's, holy shit, That's what are going to Yeah, it's going to be fucking God of War 2? And, uh, no. Is Vin Diesel the actor going to be in it? He is, and he looks shit. He, he looks, ah. like, 20 years younger, but... Right. Like, that still I'd, makes him look reason, about 50. I'd, I'd imagine he would also look like a Gmod character. Like Spider-Man yeah, 3. Spider-Man Reese Gibson's in it. I don't know if they actually voice themselves. They spent all the, all the budget for the game on getting the Fast and Furious cast. Um, it's such a dead franchise. Why? Why? I know, I'm checking the cast now. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, because the VGAs, it was Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. And he was, like, hitting on her as how she was I up there. How did I completely miss this? I mean, Vin Diesel... F- uh, have you seen that really creepy interview where he just like talks about He has about a few of those. How- nah, but there's one, in- I think he was drunk, but he just talks about how hot his interviewer is every time she asks him a question. It's really, and he has a it's wife disgusting. And kids. It's fucking disgusting. Um, I mean, so did Ashraf, to be fair. Didn't stop him. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, yeah, but at least, at least he had the decency to... I'm not associating the word decency with Ashraf or smell. Let's not do that. Yeah, good, 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 good decision. Nice, Um, yeah, the Fast and Furious game. Can't say I am. Uh, yeah, no, fuck it off. Fuck it off. Delete it. Delete. Smash delete and make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Or, yeah, no, just do that. Just do that. Or Simpsons Hit and Run remaster. And we're all set. Oh shit, that'd be great for but, sure. Um, Hey, since it's since it's the middle of the year, what games yes. are you looking forward to? That is that's a good question because so far this year I haven't actually played any games that have came out because, I mean, 
not exactly had many options. Um, yeah. Oh, Jazz getting tired. Five five p.m. Classic <laughs> sleep schedule. Um, so of course, like four hours. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It's looking good. Flight Simulator. I know that's yeah. dumb, but like it, it it does look really sick. Um, I I'll probably pick it up. I don't know if it's gonna be a full sixty dollar game. If it is, it's on then... Game Pass anyway. When when's that? Oh out? shit! Yeah. Play that. It's and out it's like... in a few the next few weeks. It's out soon. Um, and then, I mean, I guess Valhalla. Most games I'm excited for are coming out next gen. Uh, you know, Elder Scrolls Six and all the PS5 exclusives. Are you actually that, looking so. forward to Elder Scrolls Six? Uh, I'm. Hmm. No, I'm very pessimistic on it. But like, at the same time, I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. You know? Yeah. Because if it's still running on the engine of like Fallout Four and Fallout uh, Seventy Six, like if if it's still running on that engine, it's a twenty-year-old engine. They've been using the same engine since two thousand and one. If it's still running on that engine, it's probably going to be fucked. That being said. It's been a while. It'll just be nice to see it again. And hopefully they can nail yeah. it. But I mean, Bethesda aren't really a company anymore, you know? <laughs> no, I know. I'm just looking at these like flight simulated screenshots. And it's I'm so great. hyped to pick this up on. Yeah. The, oh, I do hope it's the. I don't think they're doing the entire Earth because that'd be mad. That'd but be like, excessive. Yeah, well, nah, I'm going Birmingham. Oh, is that a thing? I really like to think it's a fairly major city. It might, be, yeah, it might be. It, 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 um, yeah, it, it is gonna. It's looking really good. It's coming out in a few, a few weeks, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's August eighteenth. Let's have a look. A. Oh yes, a week. A week. Holy That's shit! Perfect. It's gonna be sick. That's mental. Think about. Whoa! I remember when I first saw it. In the world. I remember when I saw it, the announcement. I was like disappointed because all the games there looked shit but then i i rewatched it i was like this actually looks sick like yeah it's a game that just oh i feel like throwing on a podcast and then throwing on the eagles call podcast on youtube.com forward slash found scarab fs um (laughs) and then just like flying over new york city or like tokyo it's gonna be gorgeous yeah i I can't find anything to say whether they do have the entire globe. So, what I'd guess it'd be is they do the big major cities, and then they'll just sort of have like land. That's, yeah, because like the small towns and villages, you know, in like fucking yeah. Taiwan. I doubt <laughs> they'll have like, you know no, what I mean. Pro- it, prob- it probably won't be the entire Earth. No, I think that'd be a bit excessive. Yeah, if I can't fly over Birmingham, I will be quite quite sad. How come? Because that's like just, one of the main reasons just, I'm getting it. it probably fly just over explode. Destroy your plane. Yeah. Just blow up your house. I know, fly over it. Fucking hell, okay. I reckon you'll be able to do that because you live in a big capital city. Oh, yeah, nah. I, I'd imagine. I mean, Edinburgh was in Forza. Which game was it? It was the whole of Britain. That's so shit. Birmingham's not been in a game that I can think of. Nah, but it, I, I think I think most Br- major British cities, like 
I'd probably say like London, Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham, Edinburgh, Glasgow will be there. Um, yeah, I, I I hope they do just cut out Wales and just fucking <laughs> leave it. Uh, I mean, is is Wales real? Uh, is Wales? I've been, but like, I don't think so. But yeah, that's a uh, that's looking like everything for today. Gotta say, is it though? It's because a- we never finish on the first A try. It's <laughs> if that it is very wrong, true. Now, I've the been thing waiting is waiting for you to start outroing so I the, can tell you not to. <laughs> the thing is, we need we need a eight minute list to read of patro- of patrons. So, uh, oh yeah, they all <laughs> need to be fucking tongue twisters. Yeah, um, but nah, it's, it's it's been great. I mean, coming off of as always, this feels this has felt like the best podcast so far. I, th- I think personally, this is the one I've I've most enjoyed. We're really getting into the flow of things, and yeah, you know, it feels like they they get better each time because it's just like yeah, for sure, you know, it's more it's, natural. But this one should have maybe we'll have art, and then after this. We can say about some guests as well. Yeah, I was thinking if we look at guests starting at episode 10. So, yeah. basically, over the next five weeks, five, six, seven weeks, we finish looking back at these Assassin's Creed games. And then we start oh, looking yeah. at having guests um, after that. So we get, you know, whoever whoever may want to come on. We can throw people some DMs and shit. So, um, yeah, and I'm thinking after we do looking back at AC games... We just like chuck it. What we could do is each week one of us could chuck in a game, and like we don't know until we're actually doing the podcast. Oh, that's that, that's an interesting idea, yeah. But um, also, yeah. one day we need to do an Alien War episode where we just discuss every case in the entire game. Yeah, I know. I didn't finish replaying it last year. I got like oh, halfway did you through. Not? Shit. No, I got to the. I'm about to. I'm about to replay it. I oh sick. I got a fair bit through. I got to the end of I think I got to the third second to last desk with uh, oh, yeah. Roy. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Vice. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I fucking that's... love that game. It it is dripping with style, so No No, no. Uh. <laughs> Nah I can do your accent better than you can do mine. And that's just a fact. Hey, man! That's just a fact. The worst thing about when you do my accent is I can hear in your voice that you think you're doing any part of that Royce, which (laughs) you're not. Birmingham. Uh, Yeah, I'm from Birmingham, and my name is uh, Jack Walshy, and I'm (laughs) now getting doxxed by a... (laughs) You're turning news on Kiwi. (laughs) I'm now getting doxxed by uh, the founder Scudup. (laughs) Now you're Indian Assassin 9000. (laughs) Oh, shout out Indian Assassin 9000. The best Who, who, of who all taught Joe things. fucking computing <laughs> so he could get this sorted. Oh, that was that was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, but yeah, you're ready to do some gaming bits. You've got your PC sorted. Exactly. Or it'll come... When's it coming? Uh, not for like a month. Because I'm getting it custom built and they were like... With COVID and everything, because people are working from home, they're getting a lot of orders. Um, and it's like a small company, so... Yeah. yeah, oh, mine was just curries. I had a, I had a code yeah, from Honey yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I was looking at curries, but most of the ones I found were either way too expensive or didn't quite fit the uh, 
the like the specs the specs I need I needed. So I figured just custom building it would be much easier because I could just get everything done and also try and figure out how to get it at a discount, you know. Oh yeah. And that cause... way, I'll I'd imagine it will be pretty easy to like open up and upgrade whenever I need it. Um, you know, throw in some extra RAM. So yeah, because like my because for me buying the PC, obviously that was my first proper PC, so I had to like get a monitor, a mouse, keyboard like you know i'll get like a proper setup along with it all so yeah it was like a massive but like for you it's quite because all you have to get is an actual computer and then yeah exactly I'm, I'm i'm i have everything i need now it's just like i started with just this this trusty old 300 pound pc that i bought refurbished it's from like 2010 it's yeah it isn't it's been upgraded but it's it's not the best um but then i just built like it, it's taken time, but I've built up everything I need. You know, I have the microphone, I have the webcam, have two two monitors now. I have a two screen setup, which should be fine. Shit, I, have a light. I really want one of those. I, I have a light. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I really am all set, um, for sure. And I'm gonna speak that um, catchphrase into existence. Um, I'm gonna keep saying it until it becomes my catchphrase, because that's how catchphrases work. Yeah, you, you should just force them in rigorously. That's tends to be the best ones work. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like, uh, for sure. I that's make what my happens. own look. Liam. Liam. <laughs> yeah. I nearly that's had you, Shay. Uh, <laughs> nearly counts for a nun, Shay. We did this exact same thing on the very first episode. <laughs> yeah, I know we did. Uh, beautiful. Assassin's Creed beautiful. impressions. What a classic pastime. Do you think me blind and deaf, son? <laughs> this I know all about your little with fight Vieri. with Vieri. And your little visit your to, visit to Christina. Christina. Uh, it it reminds me of myself when I was your age. <laughs> oh fuck's sake! Uh, what's, I what's have plenty of outfit outlets. I meant, I meant besides vaginas. vaginas. <laughs> why did you do? Why did you do? You just did Shay's voice for fucking <laughs> for Rio so like <laughs> Yeah, it was like slight. It was like slightly Italian, but it was like I meant beside vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> all right what the fuck are we talking about we're going oh, off on a mad podcast ac impressions are classic but maybe we should do they some are of... you're doing an episode where we just recite the entirety of assassin's creed 3 to each other oh my god that has to be april fools or some shit we need <laughs> oh, to yes. just do read yes. the assassin's creed 3 script word for word <laughs> yes oh my days oh that my the... i mean we can already do the scene on the rooftop word for word just about so. Oh yeah, we could maybe do the um, you you're bleeding like a man, but you're moved like a child. <laughs> it's my favourite scene because I can do oh, the accent actually, really well. Because I'm really a, good. It's Scottish. Oh accent. yeah, definitely, definitely. That actually yeah. is a really good scene, but it just doesn't you know pay off or actually lead into a character arc. Yeah, Connor's just sort of like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, That's sort yeah. of it. Classic character development. What time? That that was a nice thing, wasn't it? Character development. I did enjoy that in Assassin's remember Creed. Remember when that happened? Yeah, it was so cool. That's my favourite classic Assassin's Creed the, feature. Remember when there were... Yeah, no, just just having a character. I think that just, was Just patch favorite. it in. That's all you need to do. <laughs> just patch in a character. Don't even uh, make a game. Just, just release fucking nothing for 60... Just patch everything in. Patch in a good game. Just release <laughs> shit. Oh... Uh, 
I want the end of my tether with Ubisoft. Yeah, you sound, you sound a bit pissed off, man. Are you okay? You need some Assassin's Creed therapy. That's what I do need. I just want... I just want to play good games. And, like, so many games this year are good. But, like... And it's not it's not even about being a content creator. It's my heart yeah. is always going to lean towards Assassin's Creed. So I can't even help it. Yeah, for sure. And that's just where I'm always going to be. Yeah, I, I get you. And then at the... Uh... I mean, at the point of Valhalla's release, I think you'll be at the point where you can be able to do this full time. So you'll probably have time to play other games, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd love. To, I need to start fucking uploading properly though, because every four days and every three, then every four is a bit shit. So I'm gonna work on something now. Get it out tomorrow. Yeah. It's just two days between uploads. I need a video idea. Decent. Uh, Decent. Joe, give me a quick video idea. Um, uh, rewriting Assassin's Creed Unity. Right, well, I'll get that out uh, tomorrow, guys. <laughs> nah, um... Fucking... Make a vlog. Make a Birmingham... Go to the Birmingham disaster point. Make a vlog. Bring your webcam. Oh, yeah, that'll be... Just bring loads of cables and then, like, hook up your webcam. <laughs> Pranking disabled children <laughs> on sight of the fucking fire. That'd be epic. I'd love that. Uh, cheeky bit of social experiment. 2016 YouTube. And I'll make a reaction video to it, like Jinx Reload. <laughs> Fucking Jinx. He's Jinx come up a few weeks ago and he's like he's doing I thought he died. Like yeah, physically in real life. Doing I th- massive bits. No, I mean like in real life I thought he died, like lost his life. Um I fucking hope so. <laughs> yeah, uh, look. Three K views. Six K, twelve K. Ah, I wouldn't complain. Oh no, but like, you know nah, what I'm yeah, saying? Nah, I, I get what you're saying. He has like, can, what, like one point eight mil. Uh, it's, uh, it's most just because I mean the algorithm changed so that channels like him and then channels like like commentary channels basically died because yeah. YouTube changed the algorithm so that it focused on like niche content. So they wanted people to make the same thing over and over again, or similar topics. Um, yeah. So then, commentary his, channels. His channel, and he didn't make about... thumbnails or anything like that. No, yeah. And he, he just... sat down and he watched "Try Not to Laugh" challenge reaction five years yeah. ago, and it's got six million views. Jesus. That's yeah, they, fucking insane. They changed well. it so that like those people who just reacted to like a massive variety of videos or commentary channels that just spoke about a massive variety of videos weren't pushed anymore um which is kind of a shame but in in, in the same vein at least it got rid of people like people like that um yeah you know it, it is really hard to come up on youtube reactors like. guys we've noticed uh lots of people have been copying our formula we're gonna copyright reacting to things so <laughs> yeah. oh fuck's sake that's a classic that's a classic oh. Odom's content cop as well yeah um you know, I'm, I, miss came out, like, I don't miss those days months. actually yeah I mean on one hand it's funny at the time on the other hand ah uh, maybe not I think we've moved past society has moved past the need for content cop uh, I think iDubs has as well because I don't think yeah he really wants to make and that's because yeah. content now like back in the day I used to really want another content cop 
But now yeah. I think I would prefer the more like documentary type thing yeah. things he does, which are really fucking good. For sure, yeah, they are. They're uh, yeah, he's imp- improved a lot. I mean, his content's always been very well, very well made. But yeah, yeah, it has. So. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's every topic. Yeah, um, as- I think this is the second outro. Yeah, as per usual, uh, our first like outro. Always. I like, intentionally did that because that's our brand. Well, I think like Mario and Zach did as per usual. Ah, shit. So we got to th- do like all the time. Yeah. So like all the time, it's the first. The first intro is just a courtesy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's just to set you guys up. It's like a fault. You get a false sense of uh, security, and then we blast you with some. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what we just spoke about for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know when that happens? You Like, we're recording a podcast, and we'll be talking for, like, two hours. And then afterwards, someone will ask me, like, what did you talk about? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> just yeah, chat. I know. Just it's like, spoke, I was... Yeah. Last week, I was skimming through the last podcast, and I was like, I don't remember fucking talking about this. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. You kind of just go into a trance. It's... it's it's uh, it's quite nice actually. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, because it is, it is just a chat, like the things yeah. we would chat about. Which exactly. Is, um, and we record like, it. I don't remember talking about the faces. Suicide Squad game, and I know we spoke about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly, been so. like a two and a half hours. That's it. But, so um, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a great one. I think. And I think it's been our best one as well. Um, yeah, I think we really one they get better. Getting in the flow. Yeah, we're getting in the flow. So with that all being said, lads, Jack, do you have any closing statements that you'd like to uh, say? No, this is our longest uh, thing, and also our longest outro as well. Yeah. No, it's not. The last one was worse because we got to like four. No, no. The, I think third. episode three we got. To, I think episode three we got to like five outros. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was three. But um, this has been. I think this will be the longest one because it says. Two two hours thirty one on LBS and the yeah, yeah. longest one I have now is episode two or two point five, which is two hours twenty <laughs> minutes. Yeah, so um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's looking great. Thanks again to everyone for all the support recently, and uh, we hope we can just keep going onwards and upwards, bringing this content for everyone around here. Um, yeah, it has podcast, been great, boys. Yeah, podcast is per usual, like always. Um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, maybe uh, pretty much every podcast service. Like it'll be there. Just have a look. Um, and yeah, great chat to you. Uh, and yeah, yeah I've, been f- I've been found a scarab. Uh, if you did enjoy, leave a like. If you didn't, maybe let me know why. And <laughs> you, you <laughs> Eleanor is dripping with style. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you in the next one, and hopefully, we'll have a different intro. Um, yeah. Am I right, Jack? Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see you in a bit, boys. Thank you. See you. For tuning in. Bye. Good one. Great one. Beautiful. Perfect. Cut. Yeah, and there should be art as well. Maybe. Oh, yeah. So, maybe. M- maybe. Maybe. Oh, I, I need to make a new art thing as well if it, if it is just me and you. So yeah, we'll, um, f- we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be no worries. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, remember to uh, to properly end your recording, so that uh, that was we don't one time, and you won't stop talking about well, it. No, because <laughs> I'm just really nervous. Because it's good, good shit. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see you in the next one every Wednesday. That's that's the new that's the new schedule. I think maybe. Um, Apparently. Yeah. 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 That that'll be good. Because according to Tyler himself, I'm the Tyler and you're the James. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> but as a matter of fact, I'm just the Scarab and you're the Walshie, and this is the Walshie Scarab experience. The gaming experience. Ah, fuck! I forgot. How did I forget the gaming? That's blasphemy. All right, lads. Yeah, we're right. Uh, cheers! Cheers as always. You, hit like. Scarabs, hit subscribe. Gamers, comment down below. Assassins. You know what it is. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. It's Love impressive pieces. how long we can keep an intro going. <laughs> it's great. It's also an outro. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Right. Thanks. Good shit. Bye. Bye.